Blog Talk Radio. Yo, what's poppin'? PSA Hip Hop, man. It's your boy, 3 and Watts, man. Watts, what's good, my G? What's good, my G? How are you? You know the vibes already, man. First off, before we set the show off, man, just want to say a R.I.P. to Larry King right quick. R.I.P. to Hank Aaron right quick. Watts, want to make sure I throw those R.I.P. out to both those gentlemen to lose those guys. Back to back, you and I are very familiar with Hank Aaron and Larry King. Let's be clear on that. So I just want to shout, go shout out to our OGs right quick, brother. Um, let's go ahead, my brother. We're going to appreciate your time, man. We're going to Strong Island, Long Island, the home of what? De La Soul, Public Enemy, brothers from Brentwood, Long Island, uh, Keith Murray, uh, K Solo. Um, I say. R A K to the A I M. You say what, my brother? Rock him, man. You say what, my G? Sort of a donut you tried to glaze me. Um, uh, I say hip hop has two lifespans. Hip hop has a '70s, early '80s sound, which created how everybody raps today. Spoken word poetry beats for samples. And then you have the Rakim era, where Rakim comes out and modern day rap was created. The rap of 2021 was created. So you have, he, he revolutionized, his impact on music was so enormous that he changed how. You put your words together and rap. And every great lyricist since Rakim came out is basically following Rakim's blueprint, whether they know it or not. Because whoever was their influence was influenced by Rakim. So if you be like, yeah, I'd never listen to Rakim, but I listen to Nas, well, then you listen to Rakim. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I never listened to Rakim. I listened to Elza. Well, Elza mm-hmm. listened to Nas, Nas listened to Rakim. So mm-hmm. uh, Rakim's impact on music is is second to none. And the only way mm-hmm. you would understand that is if you lived Rakim's era, is if you were old enough to really live right. it and see the transformation. And Rakim is arguably the most respected rapper ever. And uh, he's a, he's a all-time good. Let me ask you this. When you call yourself the God MC Watts and no one disputes that and we let you ride with that and no one disputes that, what does that say to a person about Rakim? He says he's a God MC and KRS, Kane, even us as fans, we, we, we're not disputing that if he's wrong or not. Uh, because he wasn't wrong. Um, Rakim and Eric B. epitomized. They epitomized New York hip-hop, New York mm. hip-hop sound. Uh, they epitomized influencing everybody who rapped in the world in the 80s who were into hip-hop and wanted to rap mm. after 80s. They were impacted by Rakim. Now, 
just to put in perspective how great this man is as an MC, all you got to do is think about his first five singles off of his first Let's album. talk about it. Jesus Christ. First of all, let's talk about the all-time WAP song. There was a dance called the WAP. <laughs> Eric Classic. B Hall of Fame dance. Mm-hmm. Eric B is president. The song that basically changed the face of hip hop. It, it changed yep. how hip hop sounded. What hip hop? And you know, I was talking to one of my friends, right? And I said, "Yo, let me show you something. I'm going to show you the difference what Rakim did." Melly Mel is an all-time great MC. Like he's great. Like this is a dude who was great in the '70s and great in the early '90s. And if you wanted to know how great he was, even in 1984. Melly Mel sounded dope on the beat. <clears throat> so I played Beat Street for one of my boys, you know, Beat Street, the king of the beat, Jimmy. And it was like, and we was jamming to it. Oh, hold this in Now listen to how Rakim came. Do pe- this is what people don't understand. When Rakim came out, we officially had old school hip hop. So to me, listen, to Watson, let me take you back to what you said right there. I feel like. I feel that Eric B for president single-handedly ended, I, was, I don't want to say old school rappers before him, careers, and forced them to a meaning to up their game up a little bit, though. You have to really up your game up pen-wise. Dudes that came before but, but him. But to me, to me that's this what is what the revolution did. They, but they didn't. He officially, at that point, there was no such thing as old school hip-hop to us. When Rakim well, came I mean, out, I'm saying dudes in the 70s. I'm talking about the Grandmaster Cavs, Fury, Spivey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Melly Mel and, and Curtis Blow. Yeah. You're right. And Curtis right. Blow and them. Mm-hmm. When Rakim came out, their sound officially sounded old school. And to me, that, that that's what I consider old school. When people be like, you know, Kooji, Rap, uh, Rakim, Kane is like old school rap. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, hey, it's modern rap. It's, no, my, it's the way people rap today. You know what I'm saying? You, um, so let's you're talk talking about, about Eric Beecher president. And just for him to say, I came in the door, I said it before, I never let the Mike McIntyre me no more, but it's biting me, fighting me, biting me to rob. Like, that blew that, my mind. That blew my mind. right there blew my fucking mind, and it was like embedded in my head as a shorty. I can't hold it back. I'm looking for the line, take it off my coat, tear my throat, the rob me kicking until I hit my last note, my mind, like, like the way this nigga rhymed, no dis- listen, I love on DMC, love UTFO, love Fat Boys, love all those guys. But man, when Rock came on the scene, just to know those kind of bars, and I ain't gonna lie to you, every week for president is in my top five Rock top three Rock songs of all time. Top five top three songs in the top five songs in the eighties for me. Right? I'm going there with it. Love this song. Let me just let me let me just say this. Eric B for president. Is one of the most important songs in music history. Yes. I'm not gonna get funny. I'm not gonna play games, play hip hop. I'm gonna say music because you do consider hip hop music, right? So let's not play semantics right. for what we think hip hop is. Hip hop right. is music. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna say rap. So in terms of the impact this song had on music, it is enormous. Matter of fact, let's be clear. Yep. Three. Every brief for president. At any party we go to, if this is thrown on, everybody's going to cheer and be happy and get up. Listen. It is a timeless from, classic. See, listen. 
and and let's be real, females also was bopping and whopping to this song. Let's be clear on that. I saw girls on my block on Eastern Parkway in Franklin. They knew I don't bug out or chill or be acting ill, no tricks eighty six to trying to build. They knew those lines, fam. Like they knew those lines. on the cut. Females. Every be easy on the cut. No mistakes allowed. No mistakes me. allowed. Because to me, every season move the crowd. <laughs> Yo, I make it easy so, to dance so, to this. What? Then hold on. Yo, then he said, so, I make so it easy to say this. dance to this. What? Woo. So let me let me just let me just explain to you why you, you when you hear me and three talk, we're getting hype and excited. Yeah, man. It is literally impossible. It is literally impossible to be in our age group. And when you think yep. or reminisce about when Rock Kim came out, how it didn't transform your whole musical worldview. Now, mind you, in this era, era, people was walking outside with boom boxes, and you could get robbed with <laughs> your boom box. That's how ever my guy is. And if you got a big, heavy boombox and you walk in with that in the wrong neighborhood, people will steal it from you. Because Facts. the whole purpose Facts. of the boombox is to blast it. That is the purpose. Facts. When you had your radio outside and you walking with it, you mm-hmm. blasted your favorite music. So just imagine, all throughout New York City, I don't know how it was in your other hoods, but I'm just telling you from the New York standpoint, yeah. when people walk yeah. around and they blasting Eric Beast for president on the train, on the radio. Now, let's just talk musically. So that's the first single he released, right? The second mm-hmm. single was I Ain't No Joke. That's the back second back. release. Back to back. What do you think about that song, Three? What do you think about I Ain't No Joke? Why rock him? Dogs, that's a five mic song. All I can think about, watch, I'll be real with you. The first thing that comes to my mind is the video. The way my cousins and them used to play this video on a regular basis, talking about, yo, they they they, look, they checking out Rakim's fade. They they talking about the velour outfits that that Rakim is rocking, the the change that him and Eric B is rocking. How Eric B is scratching and everything. Like everybody's outside watching. Like I ain't no joke. Is a five mic song. Watching you and I always talk about back to back singles. And and listen, I don't mean to sound like the old guy, but I gotta go here. In the era of hip hop now, with some of you rappers right now, y'all give us one dope single, and it's hard for y'all to go back to back. Rakim damn sure did that in 86, man. Let's be clear on this. My nigga, this is a five-mic song. I hold the microphone like a grudge. The nigga said I hold the microphone like a grudge. Who says that? I hold the microphone like a grudge. The way Rakim holds the mic? Dog, come on, man. It's a five-mic song, watch. Five-mic song, man. Five-mic, man. I absolutely agree with you. I ain't no joke. I used to let the mic smoke. First of all, his voice, his mic presence. It was second to none. You got to understand something. This was shocking how hip-hop sounded. Like, people do not realize what hip-hop sounded like to us. It was... We well, was hold on, watch. You know, it was watch. Sidebar. Sidebar. Watch, sidebar. The nigga didn't even curse, my nigga. Um, he didn't even I curse on songs. That. That's an, uh, that, yeah, That's because crazy. you had to be lyrical. You had to be lyrical. <laughs> You had to have wordplay. He was a writer. You're never going to hear about him talking about, I ain't writing no rhyme. I ain't right. I nah. just go to the studio and just nah. the first thing that comes nah. into my head. He actually took pride in putting in with the pen and the paper. Now, here's what gets crazy. So that's his second single. Now, let me tell you about his third single. I know you got soul. See, this was an uh, hip-hop where you can maintain. This was before Biggie, before Kane. 
when you can maintain your lyrical excellence while making a a, a party anthem, anthem. A party yeah. anthem. Let me tell you right now. I know you got sold by Rock Kim. Summer '87 was the block party anthem with another song, Super Level Scene, Casanova, do James Brown. Yep. Sonic Sally. Run here type shit, man. This is like another five mic song to me, brother. I, another I think, five I don't think, mic song. I'm explain. I'm trying to explain. Where if you were outside, this song right here meant everything because this this was the party song that everybody got to dance. Everybody got to dance, and then the lyrics are insane. The classics, you know. The nigga said. It's been a long time. I should have left you without a strong rhyme to step to. Think of how many shows you slept through. Time's up. I'm sorry I kept you. Time's up. Sorry I kept you. Kept you. Thinking of this, you keep repeating you missed. That nigga right there. Five mics are right. It was five five mics. Not only was it five mics, three verses. Three verses. I know you got a show. Let's agree on that. Three of them things. No, no, no. Not only, not only no, was it four of them things. Real talk. <laughs> oh, by the way, this was another ever where I have this on vinyl, aka record. I have it on record and Fact. cassette. Fact. And the cassette was white. Fact. The cassette was white, and I yep. got this on where you know we went to a record store. So all of this, you know, you see on you, you see on you know on social media, people be getting vinyl and they be showing their record collection. Yeah. They, they be doing that though. They be doing outside. that. Yeah, I wasn't Niggas been doing that, now, now, yeah. now, now, I'm going to say I, this again. There's no way you could have been outside when this album came out and not understand how it changed music. I'm trying to be hey, cute with him. Hey, Ma. How it hey, Ma. You see, you see how my brother sounds right now, Ma? You see how he sounds, Ma? You see how he sounds? Talking about Rakim, this shit is real, my nigga. When you say you was outside, my brother... We was outside, and we're older than you. So when you're saying Drake got a more impact than Rakim, do you hear me and Watson are talking about this, man, bro? This ain't no make-believe. We hyping ourselves up. We going back to time in 86 when we was outside, my nigga. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, three back-to-back-to-back, Watson. Back-to-back-to-back. So wait a minute. So then, so then he releases another single. By the way, they used to release 12-inch singles. On records, well, I guess yes. I know you fake f- DJs out there. <laughs> His fourth single is "Move the Crowd." One of my favorite songs on album. One of my favorite songs on album. Come on, man. On that. Yo, my nigga, how you got? How you got back to back? How you got back to back to back to back? Classic songs, my nigga. That's crazy. I'm sorry, that's crazy. I mean, I mean, no, 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 no,
any and they throw any one of these first four songs on, everybody is going to get up. Everybody. Because it's music. People are not going to be like, yo, what is this? If you have the barbecue, if you had a family function, and this comes on, they're not going to be like, what, what are you playing? What, what, what's going on here? I'm not, this, what is this music? So let's move the crowds. Are we going to – Rakim produced this stuff. Rakim yes. actually was on yeah, the Yeah, we can't out. He never talked out. about it. He never talked about it. Because he was like, he didn't know that was a thing to talk about. Like, one of the things Q-Tip and Rakim used to just produce all their classic hits, but, you know. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about it. About. And then, now let's, let's be clear now. So that's four in a row. His fifth My nigga, wait a minute, man. Hold on, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on, man. Move the, hold on. Are we in agreement, though? Hold on, before we continue. That Move the Crowd is a five mic. Are we agreeing that this is a five mic song? For, for, yes, yes it is. Yes we are. We agree. We're, we're, my mind starts to activate. My mind starts to activate. Rhythms collaborate because when I heard the beat, I just had to make something from the top of my head. So I fell into the groove. So the wax that I said, how can I move the crowd? First of all, ain't no mistakes a lot. Yo, mom, you hear us, nigga? You hear us, boy? What? Let me, let me just say. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. You think Drake's voice production? Drake's voice projection is not compared to Rakim's voice not. projection. Nah, presence that. on the mic. We're not doing that. My man, not doing that. this is we're, we're in two different worlds. You cannot say. Let me be clear when I say this. You cannot say Drake had a bigger impact on music than Rakim, and nah. I was outside no. when Rakim was no. outside because because I'm I'm no. I'm saying you're lying. There's no way yeah. on earth you was outside nah. when Rakim came out. And you could say that. Let me tell you what happened. I was talking to one of my OG homies. Yeah, I got big homies. So my big homies, they right. in their 50s. I was like, yo, you think Drake had a bigger impact than Rakim? And and they thought about it for a second. Then he was like, yo. When, they, when people start reminiscing and thinking about outside life, when this album came out, it, it's, it's different. Then he was like, oh, hell no, we're rocking him. And niggas start thinking about Dapper Dan. They think about the the, the, the Wallaby, the Fago chain. Yo, my man, it was the right. dress code. It was life. It was hip-hop. Man, then you lived a hip-hop life when Rakim was out, if you was outside. If you was outside, you lived a hip-hop life. You, you can't. There is no. And you said, to music? This has revolutionized the way we rap. Right. This thing. Fifth single, off this. Fifth, fifth single in a row. The name of the album, Paid in Full. Jesus Christ. Paid in Full. Are you kidding me? Five singles in a row? Five that's, classics? That's, my that's, nigga, that's, this, is why, this is why when you and I did our top rappers in the 80s, and we said we could never, and let's, let's be clear, me and Watts will always live by the code that you cannot go wrong with Kane, Rakim, and Karras. However you want to throw them, one, two, three. No, we're not going to sit and argue. We can't even argue that. But Rakim means the world to every nigga that was outside at this particular time. You have me and this nigga talking about every song, like from Payton Foot. I know you got so Eric Beach for president. Like, these are time. Like, Watson said, these are timeless. Hey, Mickey Fax, wait for it. Smithsonian hip-hop songs. Like, Paid in Full is another classic song. I just, uh, stick another master. I mean, come on, man. I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't know, Watts. I don't know, man. 
All I can say is five mics, man. The only song I didn't like on this album is Chinese Arithmetic, and he ain't rap. That's it. And that's the only and that's the only reason. And that's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason. So yeah, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let, 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 let me tell you something. Like when they did their second album, when they followed it up, Let's go. and they did it Let's go. with Follow the Leader. Well, I can't say. Come on. You and I always talk about the second album anticipation after you drop a five mic album. We talk about Nas, we talk about Snoop all the time, Fifty all the time, Tribe Called Quest. Can we talk about Rock Kim also? The anticipation for his second album here. Well, it came out the following year. It literally came out the next year. Tatum Folk yep. in '87, I'm right back in the lab and came out with Father the Leader in '88. Ah, um. Ah. The album cover with him and Eric B. sit Fire. with a dapper day jacket. Name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Come on, man. Like, it makes everything. Now, I'm going to show this now. Yes. Follow the Leader was a dope song. A extremely dope song. Very right? dope song, my nigga. But his, Very dope. But his special single, to me, Microphone Fiend, uh, it's one of the greatest songs in hip hop history. Let me let me let me let me let me, let me say this again. It, 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 if you talk about who shot you and you talk about where I'm from from Jay Z, I'm trying yep. to think what y'all niggas yep. favorite rapper is. D cover. Yep. I'm trying to think who y'all yep. like so much. Y'all like Kendrick. They're like who do niggas think have the greatest song, the greatest lyricist? Guess what? Microphone scene by Rakim stands at the table and it might dog walk that song. I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that. Arguably, the greatest songs in hip hop history, to the point where I, I can put microphone Fiend against any hip hop song, and I will feel comfortable that I win the battle. Yep. I win the yep. battle with microphone yep. Fiend. Yep. Yep. I was a fiend yep. before I became a fiend. I melted microphone instead of ice cream. Came ice cream. Before hip hop was originated, fitted like this is a puzzle. Let me say this right now. 
I got Michael Hart Humphrey better than any Drake song ever made. Am I jumping out I the window when I say that? that? I don't know. I don't wish you know. Drake has a dog. And I'm on the front line with you, Watson, that, man. I'm on the front line with you, brother. I'm on the front line with you. There's right no Drake song that impacted me more than this. That impacted Hold on. There's Look, no Drake song that impacted me more than this. Unless Small is going to tell me to my face, Tipsy Slide, number one Drake song, Hotline Bling, number one Drake song, has a big <laughs> impact on the microphone feed. You want to tell me that to my face? And then say, I was outside by my Kim. You lying. You played yourself, B. What? So that's the second There's little things. There's little. Hold on. There's little things on microphone fiend that you and I catch when he goes. My DJ cuts material and then the scratch comes in. Grand Imperial. It's a must. <laughs> oh, I bust my. Oh, that. I just. I no. love that. <laughs> that's the hip hop. Only you gonna feel that though. You feel me? That's just real talk, my nigga. Yeah. I'm sorry, son. Microphone fiend is. That's like you said. I put that song as any song hip hop, man. I love Hope, but the love I got for Rakim, I don't got I don't got love like that. Like I love, the love I got for Rakim is that it's, it's like I can't even describe that shit though, man. Microphone fiend is definitely, and let's be clear, it's something you said interesting, man. For him, for him not to take a two year hiatus, he's like, nah, fam, we going right back in the lab, we getting it cracking. We're not taking two years off. I'm hitting y'all back. I mean, with microphone fiend with his son. In the beginning of the video and everything, like with the with the bat and everything, like that, we know that video, son. We know the video, man. Like, follow the leader, watch. Follow the leader. So, let's um, to to the reason why I get so hype and emotional because Rakim's impact on music is everything that yep. I love about hip hop. Everything. Yep. Yep. Everything that I love about hip hop, and it's in my formative years. I'm a teenager listening to this. Yep. So just think about Fact. whoever you, were, whoever your favorite rapper was when you were a teenager, how they impacted you. So imagine me as a teenager, and this is what I'm listening to. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. No. Yep. Being up to appreciation. Let's let's move it on, just because I want I want I want people to understand how insane this man was. Not first of all, everything we're talking about is five mic songs. Five mic moments in hip hop history, in music history. His third. My nigga, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, hold on. We just can't leave. I like musical. I, I'm gonna be real with you, son. I, I, I got this album as a five mic album. Before we go to the next album, I got follow the lead at five mics also to watch. Listen, the only reason why I didn't go to the listener, put your hands together, just to be. I, girl, I, lyrics of fury. I, I grip. The only. Because what I was trying to highlight is what Rakim was releasing as commercial right. singles. Right, 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 right. This is right, just, just right. Right. What, what, what he was releasing, what he thought hip-hop was supposed to sound like. So now let's mm-hmm. go to Let the Rhythm Hit Him. 1990. Ah. So ah. Mid-80s, 80s, he changed how music sounded. Because hip-hop is music. Unless you dudes are going to try to act like hip-hop is battle rap and it's not music. Unless y'all want to, and y'all no, want to try to get cute. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. You can't do that. We're not doing that. So, boom. 1990. Summer 1990. <sighs> Let the Rhythm Hit him album. Uh, now, the question is, Rakim on his third album, is he still making timeless five-mic yes, songs? Yes, man. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so, yes. so, 
So, so Maul, this is for you, Maul, because I'm going to give you the – I'm going to say by 1990 you were older. If you're 40, by 1990 you were this older. nigga. You had – Wait, wait, you had let's, let's be clear. Let, let, let's be clear. You and I always talk about EPMD, Redman, and Marv Deep having those three championship back, the back-to-back-to-backs. Rakim is on that list also, Watts. He's definitely on that list on a back-to-back-to-back album. Okay. Let me ask you about a couple of albums. What's your take on Rakim's song in the ghetto? So, listen, man. I think in the ghetto, listen, they're not going to put the, I know some of you niggas won't have it. will move the crowd. And y'all go with that. Y'all always go to pay them for Rakim. Me and Watson just don't go just a pay them for, as you can see. Dog, In the Ghetto is in my top five Rakim favorite songs of all time. Let's be clear. I love In the Ghetto, my nigga. I, that's my favorite song on this the album. I, I love In the Ghetto. Love Yo, In the Ghetto. Earth. Love it. It's my place of birth. I mean, we want to talk about this. Just the deepness of lyricism. I mean, it was like... So let me explain something to you. Let's be real. Niggas try to give Nas a street poet title. I'm cool with that, but let's no, no way, no way, no way, no way. Let's talk right now. As All great right. as I think Nas is, I can argue that Nas is number one, and that's just based on longevity and how great he is. Right. Anybody who tells right. me they got Rakim over Nas, I will never, I will never disagree or argue with someone who got Nas. I will never ever argue or disagree because you know what? There's no lyrical case I can make to say Nas is better than Rakim. The only thing I can say, well, I, it's my preference. I can't say right. Nas is better than Rakim because of lyricism. And you know this, three? Right. I never say that when I talk about Nas. When I talk about Nas and, and right. Jay-Z, I'm like, right. oh, Nas, right. lyrically got him and all that kind of stuff. But right. you notice, as great as Nas is as a lyricist, we've reviewed two of his albums. I can never say lyrically that Nas can rap better than Rakim. I, it's impossible to say that. Now, Nas, who is one of the all-time greats, there is no Nas without Rakim influence. It's impossible. Agree. Let me give G-Rap his props also because I think Nas is, 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 a, is a product of G-Rap and Rakim. Let me, just, let me give G-Rap is just doing that also. Let me give you another song on this album that, that I love. What song? Run for cover, man. Run for cover. Dog. Niggas, listen, 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 hold on, talk, 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 talk. You're not a Rock Kim fan if you don't know these songs that Watson's talking about. I'm just gonna be real with y'all niggas, man. I don't know how deep you niggas go to Rock Kim. I don't know. I don't know. You might go painful and you might go juice and know the legend or that. I don't know. I don't know. It might be the second best song on there. It might be the second best song on there. Or let the album Yo. Dead ass. Yo, wait, yo. Just even on my so, so I'm going to put it. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to put it in more perspective because I want people. I want people to understand how great this man is, not was. How great this man is. As great as I love pun, I can't say pun is a better lyricist than Rakim. I can't say it. I can't even make the case. Was he well, rapping maybe listen. faster? I, even if he I'll, was, I can't say I'll he was be lyrically sure. better than what. Put down. But you know what though? I don't think Pun was if R.I.P. Big Pun first off. I don't think Pun would say he's better than Rakim though. No, and see, I don't think you know what's what it say? 
Jaden Chris wouldn't say he's better than Rakim. Um, no, Stout P no. will never say he's better than Rakim. Dog, I don't see this. I don't even think. I don't even think Hove would say that. Let me let's be clear. You don't think when Hove got his verse on Blueprint Two, the Watcher with Dr. Drake, he was like, "Damn, I got a Rakim verse." Let me be real with y'all. As big as Hove was, that shit meant the world to him to have a Rakim verse. Let's be clear on that. Let's be clear, my nigga. We're not, we're not ask, doing that. Let me it's ask the you God about, talking about. Let me ask you about another. Let me ask you about another song in this album, Mahogany. What you thought about that song? I love the beat. I, I, my nigga, I know the lyrics, but back to front, my nigga. Back to front, man. Back to front, man. Back to front, man. My when it comes to rapping, when it comes to rapping, and this is what I want people to understand, I will put Rakim's flow, delivery, wordplay, and lyricism. Yes. Against yes. anything, the best rapper of 2020, of 2021, 2018, whatever, whoever was the best rapper in whatever year they was out, these songs me and three are talking about, Dude. I will lyrically put them against any of those songs. And, 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 and the Mahogany song was an ill Al Green sample that he flipped. Let's be clear that, yo, my nigga, let's, this is the smoothest rap yo, my song, in my opinion, man. Smooth. I love this song. Still my okay, shit. now I used to wear this song out, man. Uh, I wore this album out. Now, just in case you yeah. guys thought, well, did he even make it into the '90s? Like, what happened when Pete Rock and Seal Smooth came out, and Brand New Bands came out, and Naughty by Nature came out, and Tribe Called Quest came out? When all them dudes came out, they lost all. They lost all. Was dead. This was '92. All of them classic New York City mm-hmm. hip hop albums. New York City. This this soundtrack. To hip hop itself. When them classic albums came out, Rakim was like, "Hold up, I'm still here, and I can yep. still rap." Yep. So yep. Rakim drops, "Don't Sweat the Technique." Flip the jazz sample on that. Bought it. Yo, did he flip? Yo, did he flip that jazz sample? That 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 why do yes. we not give our yes. credit for production and sampling and we, flipping we, loops? We're doing it. We got to do it now, brother. We got to do it now, man. Sample? We got to do it now, man. Like, you got to understand something. These, the, the production on every song we just named is five mic production. Let's, let's be real. Let's be real. By, by Don't Sweat the Technique album, you can say I had him in the Jordan of, of rap talk, man. The jo- I had him in Jordan of rap talk. <laughs> By this album, album I, I, want, I want people to understand, to understand Sorry, the old. state of hip-hop. I want people to understand the state of hip-hop. The Chronic came out later that year. Mechan the Soul Brother came Oof. out this, that year. Dope Diamond year, man. Dope year, that year. Oof. Dope year. Lefty Album Oof. came out that year. Uh, Tropical Quest was living large off of um, the low end there because it went into 92. Low end there, yeah. So 92 was a ill, ill year. Yo, my nigga, Ill year for hip hop. A 92 appreciation. Yeah, we got to get into that. That's, uh, yeah. yeah. So, let me ask you a question. What did you think about the song that maybe people finally know about because they know about the Juice soundtrack? Know the Ledge. Uh, can I say this the best? Uh, listen. All right, you can you, we, we, you, we can sit there and say that and Naughty by Nature, Uptown Anthem, One A One B, like those are the best songs on the album, no man. But I love this song, man. Like this is like I go to Queens, Queens, Manhattan, Brooklyn, go like I, ah, 
back when lyrics were just more important than the beat. Let me just throw that out there also. Let's be clear on that, man. No profanity again, no curse words, man. Just dope lyricism, man. One of the best hip-hop tracks ever written, in my opinion, in my opinion man. And my pockets are still fat. Wherever I'm at, I get the welcome back. What was that? Hey, my pockets still fat. Ah, the lyrics, I'm trying to get the lyrics in my head. Welcome back. This is one of my favorite songs, man. I love this song, man. Five mics song, man. Five so, mics, man. So I, wanna, I just want to say this. So, and this is why I came appreciation. We just, we just broke down four albums when, he, when, they, when the name of the group was Eric B. and Rakim. That four-album run changed the face of music. That four-album run to Watson, this is Watson talking, the four-album run that we're talking about had a bigger impact on music. I, I want to say this so people hear me clearly. The four-album run we just talked about, paid in full, follow the leader, hit him, don't sweat the Dogs had a bigger impact on music. Watch, it's coming. The nigga said, what he said? I grew up on the sidewalk where I run street talk and then taught Hawk, New York. I go to Queens for Queens to get the crew for Brooklyn, money in Manhattan. It never been took it. Go up to town the Bronx to book you down. Get strong on the get strong on the island. We up and lay around. Time to build my juice back up. Pops back up. Suckers get smacked up. Ah, my bad watch. Ah, yo, my bad son. I'm uh, trying I, over the limit. I got into an argument. <laughs> I got into an argument with Mickey Fax because Mickey Fax said this is not a Smithsonian zone. Remember off. that? Knock and I got into an argument with him. Knocking niggas off. Knocking niggas out. Shaking them up. Breaking them up. Breaking them up. Breaking them up. Shaking on shaky grounds. Ah, my bad. My bad. Ah, man. Ah, man. What did Mickey Fax say? Mickey Fax got some goddamn respect on Rock Kim's name, boy. Play with me. You said this wasn't a Smithsonian song. Every song we bugging. Is you're, you're bugging. Song. You're bugging, Mickey. So, still bugging. So, so what I'm saying is that this four album run of FB and Rakim, legendary. It's what white people. What white people do to the Beatles with the Beatles because people got to understand the Beatles run was only in the '60s. It was yep. 1963 to 1968, and it was over, and that was it. Mm-hmm. But guess what? White people talk about the Beatles every goddamn day, like it's the greatest thing that ever happened to white people. <laughs> They never let anybody talk crazy, right? Here's it. This is a Beatles run to black people. Yeah. It's, a, it's a Beatles run to, by the way, the reason why hip-hop is the number one genre, this is one of the reasons, Rakim, that, that's, that's when you call impact in music. That's how you impact music, where, where when Rakim first came out with his album, no award show acknowledged hip-hop. There were no hip-hop categories. Grammys, mm-hmm. American Music Awards, Soul Train, any award right. show, they didn't acknowledge hip hop. By the time Don't Sweat the Technique came out, everybody had a hip hop category. Everybody knew yep. who Rakim was. Only person who didn't know who Rakim mm-hmm. was was Michael Jordan. He didn't know who Rakim was. That's crazy. <laughs> that's that's that, was, that was kind of wild, Mike. The thing people don't understand. Archie Bunker, Archie, people don't understand. Archie Bunker was. Archie Bunker or Michael Jordan. I don't know if I can. It's crazy. So, um, this was the uh, last Eric being brought in. So, this is what people don't understand and why people try to get funny style with Rakim. He didn't drop another solo album until 1997. So, you got to understand. The hiatus, man. What happened in hip hop. You got to understand what happened, what, what happened in hip hop. He drops his last album in 1992. By the time he comes back in 1997, 
Big is dead. Yes. So Rakim literally just was not out Big's entire run while Big was alive. And that was a very impactful five years in hip-hop. Big, Nas, Black Moon, Wu-Tang Clan, J. Woody Damage. A lot went on in hip-hop mm. in those five years. So, so much happened in hip-hop that impacted that when Rakim came out with the 18th letter, by the way, a dope album. Um, yes. The song yes. that 18th wait a letter. The don't act dogs. song. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 before you go. We, we, you, you, you mentioned something, Watts, respectfully, brother. Can we talk about how, how happy we were when we found out that Rakim was going back in the studio and working on music? How happy you and I were to know that he was dropping an uh, album? And, and, and wait a minute. I so, was so check static, this out. nigga. Now let, me, now, let me, now, let me, now, let me explain to you how the hip-hop community felt. So Rakim was going for five years. The total landscape of hip hop has completely changed. Outcast mm-hmm. is popping. The stuff is big. Just, just everything changed. But when Rakim said, "Yo, I'm going back into the studio," do you think he had any problems mm-hmm. getting any producer he wanted? No. No. Nope. He got DJ Premier, so, track of the nineties. I'm pretty sure Rock- there was no problem to get producers. Like, oh, you work? Oh, let me. Oh, you back in the lab? Oh, you, you work? You drop? You try to drop an album? Rock? Sam, let me get a B on this. Come on. Of course, no problem. No problem. So of course, he links up with Primo. He links up with uh, Pete Rock. You know, DJ Clark Kent. You gave him Guess Who's Back, and I like that song. But like DJ Clark song. Kent. But DJ Clark Kent. No, I like it too. But DJ Clark Kent, you a funny style nigga, boy. You a funny yeah. style nigga, oh, DJ Clark Kent. You a funny <laughs> style ass nigga, DJ Clark Kent. Why are you getting you Clark Kent? Because because Clark Kent from Brooklyn, just like me, he know what time it is with hip hop. He lived through every right. era as me, but he rewriting hip hop history. DJ Clark Kent is rewriting hip hop history. That's what In I'm what saying sense? on that man. And what says that he that he that he's giving fake hip hop? Like you see how we talking about what actually happened. You hear how I mean you are talking? Mm-hmm. You know how you said, yo, you love Hov, but you're not going to say microphone, mm-hmm. uh, he got one of his songs is more important than microphone scene? You know how you can say that? No, nah, I'm not DJ Clark Kent is walking around the street talking about Hov came out with the originators 99 and Hawaiian Sophie. He was better than everybody. Nah, son. No, no, Clark no, no, man. I, I, I know for a fact. See, I don't like when you niggas do that, though, Clark Kent, because I guarantee you Hov don't even feel that way. I guarantee you, Hov, you ask Jay about Kane and Rakim, Hov is going to talk like he, he, if, 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 if Hov listens to me and Watson talk about Rakim, you know, like, oh, these niggas, I, I, I was, I, these niggas are outside with me. I, everything these niggas are saying is real talk. Hov is in Marcy Projects bagging up to Rakim. Let's be, I, I don't even want to go there, man. All right, man. I'm not even going there, man. Whatever, man. Let's be clear, man. So, I don't know, man. So, so let me let me just let me just let me just end this off with how I feel about Kim, and uh, just bring it back to what Maul said. Drake had a bigger impact musically than Rakim. Mm-hmm. You're doing a disservice to your hip hop fans who watch your show, and the reason why you're wrong in this is because everybody's saying you're wrong. Dog, just look at your comments. Just look at anywhere you go. Nobody's co-signing that nonsense. The only people co-signing that nonsense are young people who just do not understand how great Rakim was. The last album Rakim came out with with Eric B., which we covered, came out 
29 years ago. So you young dudes who are 35 years old and under, y'all just don't know unless your OG, old head tells y'all. You can't say, right. I was outside. You cannot say, I was outside when Rakim was out. And then at the same breath say, Drake had a bigger impact on music. You can't say that. Because basically you're saying, this is what you're saying. F hip-hop in the 80s and the early 90s. It didn't count. You're basically saying, you're basically wiping out the entire hip-hop in late 80s, early 90s and saying Drake's impact on music. Because if you're saying Drake had a bigger impact on music than Rakim, you're saying Drake had a bigger impact than Chuck D, KRS-One, Coogee Rap, King. You're saying he had a bigger impact on music than all of them. You're wiping out that entire era of music. So you played yourself, B. Rakim Allah is Word. one of the all-time greats. He's, one, he's the only MC that I will always say, I may like an MC better than him and say I have a favorite, but I can never right. say there's an MC who put their words together iller than Rakim. I, I can't. Never yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. I love Hov. I love Nas. Love a lot of niggas, man. Love, 50, love y'all niggas, man. 50 kids, Styles. LL, I mean, all y'all niggas, man, but Rakim is just, I can't, I would never say Hove is better than Rakim. I can't say that. I just can't. That's just, nah, nah. But this is what it is, man. I love the fact that, and, and I feel like, you know, the way you and I spoke about Rakim when we did our 80s list is the same way we feel talking about these songs, man. We just want to put a different twist and give Rakim his appreciation. Even though me and Roxanne did do a Rakim appreciation on the old channel before the Fugazi bullish was going down, but we did do a rock and appreciation, but we want to bring it back full circle. Right, quick. Wait, wait, quick sidebar. Quick sidebar. Buster Rhymes has had a more successful career than Rakim. Buster Rhymes will never in his life, Buster Rhymes is the same age as me. I want y'all to think about this. Buster Rhymes is the same age as me. Buster Rhymes just came out with an album, and do you know it meant everything for him to get Rakim on that first, to get a verse from Rakim? That was his childhood dream coming to life. Yep. See, this is what yep. Maul clearly doesn't understand. Like, in his mind, he's like, why would he, why would Buster Rhymes have Rakim set off his album? Here's why Maul, here's why Buster Rhymes, who's worked with every artist in the last 30 years, will let Rakim set off his album. Because Rakim's impact on music is yep. second to none. And Buster Rhymes understands that because Buster Rhymes was outside. Yep. That's what it is, man. That's what it is, man. Rock Kim appreciation, man. Rock Kim, R-A-K-I-M, the 18th letter. All right, watch. Let's keep it moving, man. Gave y'all a Rock Kim appreciation. Now we're going to talk about the guy who more says. It is the most impactful person in hip-hop history. We're going to talk about an album that, let's be real, watched summer of 2010. I was I want to say Lil Wayne was at the top of the game in 2010, in my opinion. But we have young boy Drizzy Drake, Aubrey Graham, dropping his debut album, Thank Me Later. <laughs> Thank you later, pardon me. Thank me now, pardon me. What Thank you later, pardon me. Thank you. I'm bugging out. Thank you later. What do you think about his first album, Summer of 2010, with Drizzy Drake signed to Young Money and being the second guy to come off the Wayne label? Even though Nicki Minaj also, let's be clear, I got to give Nicki her props also. Not the biggest Nicki Minaj fan, but she owned 
Um, this era also, this 2010 era also. But what do you think about Drake? Thank me now. So we're about to talk about. This was a, a big, there was a big, big anticipation for this album. Uh, after the So Far Gone mixtape, Drake likes to always say, it was just a mixtape, you know. You know, he had Best I Ever Had, the video mm-hmm. uh, directed by Kanye West. You know, he had his songs with Trey songs. So he he had a big following, right? And and like you said, Lil Wayne was the number one rapper. Let's just be clear. 2007 Tracks. to 2010, Lil mm-hmm. Wayne was mm-hmm. the king of hip-hop. Like, MVP. I'm not going to act MVP. like Lil Wayne MVP. is not my favorite rapper. But I understood that he ran hip-hop. And he ran hip-hop yes. to the point where he was so big and popular that he could put people on. And he put on, and this is where, this is where Wayne gets his flowers. Wayne put on two people who actually then ran the rest of the decade. In terms of female hip-hop, yep. Nikki went on a seven-year run where she was, had literally no competition. It was just her, and she was on everything. And then yep. Drake is basically still in his run, which is staggering. When I, when I say that, I'm saying Drake is still in his run in terms of popularity, in terms of a rapper who's popular and still successful. Now, is it the greatest run? No, it's not, but we'll get back to that later. Mm. All right, watch. Let's get into this, man. First song on Thank Me Later, um, Fireworks featuring Alicia Keys. Um, the beginning of the song with the piano, watch, I liked. I'm thinking that's Miss Keys, obviously, on the piano, obviously. Um, Drake said, hate is so familiar, I'm slowly embracing it. Doesn't come natural, but with me it takes a minute. Um, I like when he said, Wayne, put me right here. That's who I got the paper with. I hope my success doesn't alter our relationship. And I I, got to be real, Watts. I did like that line from Drake, him saying, Wayne, put me right here. That's who I get the paper with. I hope my success doesn't alter our relationship. And I got to be real. I don't feel their relationship has been altered. And he said that line back in 2010. Um, Alicia Keys, Bless the Hook, three verses from Drake, a uh, five-minute song. Um, solid song, Fireworks, man. Talk to me about Fireworks featuring Alicia Keys, Swizzy's wife. Uh, out the gate, I think this song highlights everything that makes that makes Drake Drizzy the safest, most commercially successful artist of the last decade. Uh, you showcase three verses. You have Drake singing on the hook. You, then you have Alicia Keys doing her song. But this song is basically the template for what Drake is and became. So this song is who Drake is and who Drake has been for the last. 10 years, singing, mm. harmonizing, doing his own mm. hooks, and um, mm. making what I call, what DJ Academic calls, playlist music. <laughs> playlist music. Um, next song, watch Karaoke. Um, Drizzy showing off the harmonizing skills, watch um, Smooth Joints. Um, I don't know if he's looking for his male version of Sade on this particular song, man. This song is three minutes and 45 seconds of just Drake basically harmonizing Watts. That's all I got. Talk to me. Karaoke. Okay, so so here's what I got on this. Uh, 
I think this is singing Drizzy in his bag. This is his trademark. So now we, we took songs in, and mm-hmm. he is clearly dedicated to, I'm going to be a hybrid MC. That's not a new thing, by the way. No. MC sang and harmonized before him. But this is clearly the path he's going on. Now, here's what I think was dope. I thought he was singing over, I thought this was a boom bat beat. I thought, I, this, this, to me, the drums, this was boom bap to me that he was singing over. And also, his rhyming scheme and rhyming pattern is 100% Little Wayne on this, on this song. It's, it is yes. Wayne. He's rapping like Little Wayne on karaoke. A but on this songs, song, though. you immediately hear it. On this song, you immediately yeah. hear Little Wayne. This is, I'm with Little Wayne every day. This is how Little Wayne raps, and Little Wayne is my number one influence. You hear it on karaoke. Do we got to give Drake his props, the fact that he's one of the few artists that doesn't really need to grab certain artists for hooks and everything? And if he does decide to grab an artist for hooks, it's because he rocks with them. It's not necessarily because he needs them, because he can do it himself. No, I'm not giving, I'm, I, here's it. I'm not giving credit for that because MCs have done their own hooks before him. There's nothing new about doing your own hooks. This is just something that he's doing. Yeah, so but I, 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 I can't but, give credit. But, but to be fair... But I know I agree with you, Watts. But to be fair, though, I think Drake has mastered that probably more than any any artist in the sense that he does that on, so, on a lot of joints, though. On a lot of so joints, let me let me more let than me, just four joints. Let me albums. just say let me just say okay. So the reason why I feel that way is because last week we did we did the uh, the Eminem show, Eminem, and one right. thing we highlighted was that Eminem was doing all his right. own hooks. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? So right. it's like right. I, I I didn't see it that way, uh, but um. We going to the resistance now, right? Yeah, next song, resistance, man. Um, harmonizing again. Um, I avoided the Coke game and went with Sprite instead. Um, I do like the hook on this song. I ain't gonna front, man. I like Drake's second verse. Um, someone's hitting on some introspective lines. I'm not gonna lie about pops, his mom, his grandmother. Um, plus this woman that I mess with, unprotected sex saying she wished she would have kept it. Now, it's funny when he says that line right there about unprotected sex and got a text from the shorties with like Drake. That's when I be looking at you sometimes respectfully when I hear those kind of lines like, Sam, you up there simping with certain, whatever, man. Um, he had three verses on this particular song, Watts. Um, I'm about to roll up this blunt with my list of regrets. I did like that line also. Uh, talk to me, son. The Resistance. Harmonized singing his own hook. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yes. absolutely highlight the fact that I cannot find Drake was in his introspective bag. I I, I have to yes. acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. But that's something we yes. like to acknowledge when people dive deep, yes. give us some some some, some talk about life, growing up, family, like like that's introspective. I love that kind reflection. Of talk. I love that talk. He he did that. So on this song, it is Drake harmonizing, singing his own hook. In his introspective bag, and that's what the resistance is. We're three for three so far, Watts. What's your feel as you revisit this album? Three for three so far. That 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 he is doing what LL mastered throughout his career. Wow. Uh, LL called okay. himself "Ladies Love OJ." So when you just think about LL songs, right? Like "Hey Lover," you know what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. um, around a girl, or Classic. paradise, 
you know, you're hearing songs that are just radio-friendly, smooth beat, smooth voice. So everything I'm hearing, LL pioneered. He's harmonizing. But to LL's credit, though, to LL's credit, though, he'll give us songs like that, but still give us other, you know what I'm saying? No, no, Mama no, 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 no I out. agree. I, I'm only giving you, you know, one half of it. Bomb. I, I'm only... I'm only giving you one half of it. I'm just saying, okay, gotcha. this is the LL playbook, what I'm hearing. Okay. Meaning it's not okay. that I, I'm not listening to it like this is awe-inspiring stuff. It is radio-friendly, mm-hmm. commercial-friendly, hot 97 rhyme-ready hip-hop. <laughs> it's served up on a plate that you can play for everybody. That's not a diss. Biggie said that. That's a big right. line. I just play hot hey, 97 hey. rhyme-ready. But oh, Facts. you're not rhyming like Big uh, Drake. But maybe, but according to more, maybe you are. I don't know. Um, but so far, that's what I get. He is absolutely harmonizing, singing on every song so far. On every song so far. Um, next song, watch. Um, over. Now, this is a big song, man. Radio play. Club joint, um, can't front when Drake is harmonizing before the beat drops. I was feeling a little bit, um, can't front, man. You can see the little Wayne kind of influence on this song, in my opinion. Why it's on cadence and flow, man. Uh, this is when Drake videos were kind of boring to me and dull. This video was so boring. I just remember just watching this video when this video first came out. I'm like, fam, as big as you are right now, son, what's up with your videos at this time, though, man? You know what I mean. Um, I'm doing me. I'm living life right now. Kind of talk from Drake, man. What's your thoughts on Over by Drizzy, man? Over was the first single, like you said. It's it's an infectious song. Now, this is what I mean when I say it's infectious. They played mm-hmm. the song out. Video play, video play. Yes. You couldn't escape this song. You just couldn't. Like like if you you don't have to have the album. The song just constantly was played, so you heard it and. Uh, Drake showcased, I thought, his full talent on this song. He showcased his full talent really? as a book writer, Talk about as, it. A, as a songwriter. Um, two thumbs up, Ebert and Roper. Come on, man. You know, at the movies, you know, it was Siskel and Ebert first. <laughs> yeah, of course. It was Ebert and Roper. So, you, okay. know, you know, I knew what he was talking uh, about. And, you know, Aubrey is a <laughs> fake actor. Everybody knows that. Um, yes, uh, I yes. like the production. I thought the violin stood out. I, I think the violin's the, the the MVP of the song, basically, because the violin is crazy. Okay. Okay. Uh, so that, that, um, that's next, that's what I got for over. Um, next song, watch. Uh, Show me a good time, produced by Kanye West. Um, when Drake said, "Wu Tang Clan niggas want the cream line," I was like, "Okay, I'm the Osiris of this shit right now." Okay, I'm like, all right. You know, and, and credit to Drake, he has, you know, that's a Wu-Tang line. He has a, a song about Wu-Tang Clan. So he, I think Drake has shown Wu-Tang uh, when, when Drake, you know, he, was, he respects the Wu. That's one thing I noticed about him, man. Um, I like the scratches on this song, Watts, I guess. That's all I got, man. Um, show me a good time. It's a high song. So let me tell you my my belief on this song. And no one will ask Drake this, but I could ask him this because right. sometimes you throw rappers off. You know when you interview rappers three and you start hitting them with the hip hop mm-hmm. stuff, like you told mm-hmm. Billy Dan's how he felt about his verse with Primo on the Gangstar album, and he was looking at you like, "Oh, right. word," you know what I'm saying? 
Like mm. they they'll like a rapper will talk hip hop with you if you actually talk it with him. So let me tell you my true feelings, and no one will say this with Drake. Drake right. knew he was in the, he was in the, with Kanye West and No ID. When he wrote this song and made the lyrics to the song, he wanted them to respect it. He wasn't just like, I got mm. a beat from them, I'm so happy, because he already made it. Right. He wanted them to respect where he came from. So if you listen to it, like you said, he has Wu-Tang Osiris references in the first verse. In the second verse, he wants you to know his hip-hop history. So he got Tribe Called Quest references. He has Jay Dilla yeah. references. You're saying Jay mm. Dilla by a song produced by Kanye West and No ID. So he clearly wants them to know, I'm a fan. One thing Drake will never front on, one thing Drake never fronts about, he's a fan of hip-hop. He's a fan. So he is very uncomfortable. He would be very uncomfortable if someone said to his face, yo, you better than rock him. It it would make him feel comfortable. Watch, do we shortchange Drake when you and I always talk about the Fat Joes, the M&Ms of the world who love hip-hop and we know they're hip-hop dudes? Do we can we put Drake at the table with those guys? He, like, yeah, no, no, guy? no. Drake, Drake, Drake is a one hundred percent hip hop historian. You can okay. tell the hip hop historians. You know he is, and, and what throws people right. off is because his success is like he's arguably the, one of the most successful rappers of all time, top three mm-hmm. most successful rappers of all time, top five. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you you you're not used to hearing him talk about Jay Dilla. Or Fonto, right. or Tribe Called Quest. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're not used to him mm-hmm. say that because this is English or whatever. Um, so let me tell you this: this is one of my favorite songs on the album because I liked what he was rapping about. Okay, all right. Um, next track, track six, Watts, "Up All Night" with Nicki Minaj. Um, another song that got heavy, heavy burn. Um, Drake bracelet saying, "You should quit." Car saying, "F your life." Wow, that's big boy talk. A lot of big boy talk from Drizzy on this talk, man, on this song. Um, the hook is dope. I'm going to buy whatever, man. Fuck what you're talking about. Um, and I got to be real, man. This is prime Nicki Minaj, man. Prime Nicki Minaj versus tough. And at this particular time, nobody was seeing Nicki at this time, man. You know what I'm saying? And I think Drake should have added another verse on this. I ain't going to lie, though. But yeah, I ain't going to lie, man. Drake and Nicki linking up. Young Money in the Building, um, Nikki, Nikki in her bag at this time. This song is very popular. It's not one of my favorite songs, but I cannot sit there and say I was not outside and I was still going to the clubs and lounges. And when this song came on, people did not turn up. Um, or what the young boys right now say, watch. It's up and it's stuck, I guess. Yeah, this is one of those songs, man. This, is, this song is why Lil Wayne absolutely ran... Hip hop. Mm. Um, he has two artists that he signs to Young Money. They collabo. Mm. This was the future of hip hop on display. We didn't yeah. know at the Good time point. when we heard this song that Good this point. would be the soundtrack to hip hop for the next decade, but it was. Drake is still in his run. Nikki, like I said earlier, Nikki had a seven-year run. I thought this was dope production. I thought this was a fire hook by 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 Drake. Okay, so. Here's what's established. Drake is a phenomenal hook writer. Drake is phenomenal. I'm yes. not going to take that away. Drake is phenomenal out right. hooks. Drake knows how to make hooks. I am 100% saluting the fact that Drake, one of Drake's strengths is Drake knows how to make a song. 
that sounds good on the radio, sounds good in the club. That's a talent. A lot of people chase yes, hits. It is. It Drake is. effortlessly okay. makes it. And I'm going to give it for this. Hello? Yo. Yo. We say what? Yo. Yo, I'm here. I didn't, I didn't hear the last part you said, my bad. No, I'm saying Drake effort, effortlessly makes hits while you have rappers who spend their yeah. entire career chasing hits. Mm. Um, next one, watch track seven, Fancy, featuring T.I. and Swiss Beats. No, nah, let's be real, man. To get a track from Swiss Beats on your first go-around, man, that's very big. Even though you and I highlighted already, dropped like two, three mixtapes that was buzzing already. Oh, let me, let me go ahead real quick, watch, before I go into this song. Where do we put Drake and with the culture? Not, not, all right, two-part question. Where do you and I put Drake in for us in the mixtape game? And where do you in the culture, minus us two right now, puts Drake in the 50 Cent, Lil Wayne, Dipset, him dropping mixtapes, you know what I'm saying? Because those three, those three mixtapes he had, they led up to Wayne signing him and him dropping his first album. Drake's mixtape game had no impact on me whatsoever. When I think right. mixtape MCs, I never, ever think Drake. I do know he was doing mixtapes, <laughs> but I would be lying to you if I said his mixtapes meant to me what Dipset, G-Unit, D-Block mixtape run meant to me. No, 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 not even, not even close. When those mixtapes are out, I was listening to those more than albums. I was not listening to Drake mixtapes over those mixtapes. So I acknowledge he was doing mixtapes which led him to sign to Wayne and all that, but I don't put him in my mixtape Hall of Fame at all. All right. Um, yeah, man, Swizzy on the hook here on Fancy. Um, Drake's verse uplifting women, man. Let's call it what it is. And women can relate to some of these lines, man. When you're saying... You know, you're getting ready, so I know we're going to be here for a while. Are the bathroom flat irons and nail files, spending hours in salons on your hairstyle. As a man, we've all been there seeing how shorties doing that and everything like that. Um, T. Clifford's verse was solid to me. But that's, like I said, but for Drake to get a T.I. verse, I'm pretty sure that meant the world to him, man. Um, the beat changed a little bit in the song. Okay, I get all that. Uh, talk to me, Watts. Fancy. It was a big song, though. I ain't going to lie. It's very big. Fancy featuring T.I. This, this, this was his last released song because he released four songs off of this, um, which he did over. This was another one that he released. This was a big song. Um, Swizzy, this was the first song where Drizzy did not do his own hook. If you notice, on every song, Drizzy did his own hook. This is the first song where he let Swizzy. So when you said it was a big deal for him to get Swizzy, he literally let Swizz Beats rock out from a fan perspective. You can tell. You can tell he was happy that Swizz Beats gave him this hook. And this was a popular song. Um, like you said, solid verse from Clifford. Um, I used to always say to girls, hair done, nails done, everything did, because that was just a popular thing yeah. to say during yeah. that time. Yeah. I mean, this was a very yeah. popular song. Exactly. So, you know, exactly. While it's not while it's not a go-back-to-me song that I want to hear, it is absolutely a playlist song, a hit song, and it's the theme of Drake's career. 
the man can effortlessly make pop music. And all that means is say play this song though. What do you say playlist song? I don't know if I can agree with the playlist song because whose playlist are we talking about? This ain't making just not making your playlist and it's damn sure not making my playlist. So whose playlist are we talking but, about? The eighty fivers? if you go to any if you go to any of the streaming sites and just look at playlists of Drake's music, it just just like a hundred songs. I mean it's playlist music is that his music is Music that's easy to digest. This is not ours. My playlist is the most unique playlist in hip-hop history, man. Nobody listens to what I listen to. But Drake's playlist is a universally accepted playlist with me and you throwing on nine times out of ten. The girls we with are going to know that song. The young people, if we were young people, they're going to know that song. That's what I'm saying. Right, 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 right. All right. Um, next song, Watts, Shut It Down. Not to be confused, the Onyx album Shut It Down, uh, featuring Dream. Um, very stripperish kind of beat feel to me, Watts. And I'm not complaining also when I say that. Because um, niggas act like because we like lyrics and everything, we don't like pum pum and we are we, we ain't savage. But that's all different. Um, put, put the fucking heels on, girl, and work it type of talk from Drake. Um, song is four minutes and 59 minutes, Watts. Why so long, Drake? I, I don't get it. Why this song is so long? Um, he started rapping a little bit towards the end and, and everything like that. I, this ain't my, my go-to song, but I do like the fact that you can actually play this song with a shorty and might get your feels on. I'm about to keep it real. I, I, I gotta keep it real, man. Talk to me, man. Shut it down, man. First of all, let me just say this song is not for me, man. I'm not even gonna act like this is a song I ever want to listen to ever, under any circumstances. So that I'm not even gonna even act like this is a song. Oh, man. like this is a this is a duet, okay? And let me be, let me be clear. Hey, Joe Budden, this ain't Ebony Oz, Rick James, and Smokey Robinson. <laughs> I, you know what I'm talking about, right, Joe? When I say Ebony Oz, it was a duet by Smokey Robinson and Rick James. Since you claim you know R&B Classy. Classy. or whatever, Classy. but this is a straight up duet right here with Drake straight up. Singing and Dream singing, and then Drake throws a little verse. Not for me. I'm not gonna play around with the song, man. Swing it for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next song, CC's interlude. Not to be confused with CC whining. Uh, CC interlude. CC whining. Let me just say sidebar. CC whining, baby girl. I love your teeth, man. You got some of the best teeth I've ever seen in the world. But that's a different story. Um, a love ballad song, Watts, harmonizing, wait for it, Watts, simping Drake, um, all night I've been staring, can't you tell I want you, can't be too wide open, there's nothing I won't do, like, that's all I got, man, she's into a little bit, talk to me, man, not, not a song that I rock to like that. Uh, interlude is, skip, fast forward. Do you agree with that? Immediate skip, immediate <laughs> fast forward? Yes. Do you man. agree? Yes, man. And like immediate. Yes, yes. Like you'll be driving around and you'll be like, well, hold up, what the fuck? And you immediately skipping that. Like you're not going to waste time on it. All right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I like the big noise interlude on the infamous better than CC interlude. Wow. What about, <laughs> what about you? What interlude do you like better?
Morocco annoying, man. Morocco annoying, man. Come on. Morocco annoying, man. Big Noise over Drake? Wait a minute. You're Rock taking Big Noise over Drake's huh? interlude? Yeah, I'm not going to ask. We skipped this song, though. Hold on. We did skip this song, though. Track 11, though. We went, I went too far. Um, Miss Me. Not to be confused with Missing You. Or miss Me, Missing You by um, 112. Um, miss Me featuring Lil Wayne, man. Um, I guess Drake's transition from singing to rapping is displayed on this song, Watch. Um, talks about holding down strippers but never falling in love with her. Or even judging her, okay, Drake. Um, Drake just stands for "Do Right and Kill Everything." Do you like the the acronyms or the meaning behind Drake? Like Nas, KRS-One, Goo had their lines. Like Drake stands for "Do Right and Kill Everything." Um, when Drake said, "I catch them stealing flows," because I swear I never loan it. Now, Drake, okay, I got a problem with you saying. Um, talking about people stealing flows when I feel you've done that a lot in your career from Fonte from Little Brother from Migos from the UK drill movement the UK sound uh, from Houston sound to Memphis sound you've been your whole career you've been stealing people's flows and everything why I don't know when he said that I was like alright cool um, I think the video is kind of boring um, also Weezy's verse was solid um Wayne not being next to Drake in this video is kind of weird to me and everything. Watch. But talk to me, man. Miss me, man. Featuring Lil Wayne, man. Um, What did you think about the Bun B cameo? Oh, okay. I got to get Bun B. Now, listen. For him to get a Bun B, you got to give it up, though. For him to get a Bun B, like a little snippet of Bun B's verse, that's dope. That's that Houston tie he has. With, with, um, I with, think with, this song... I think this song solidified that um, Wayne was in jail at this point, right? Wayne was in jail at this point. That's why he doesn't. Oh, good point, then. Watch. Good point. Maybe that's why he was in the video against. Okay, I forgot. My bad. No, no, no. He was in jail. Right. Um, I think this song established Drake as the hook god. I think by the time you got to this song, it was clearly established that he. He is the hook. You know, he doesn't need anybody mm. to do hooks. If you do hooks for him, it's right. just on the strength of the love. But being that he has established himself as a harmonizer, as a singer, uh, why wouldn't he do his mm. own hooks? The dude sings and harmonizes. Um, right. So, yeah, that's what I got. I skipped around watch part himself. Um, next one, watch Unforgettable featuring Young Jeezy. Uh, listen, man, I appreciate R.I.P. the Aaliyah sample. Watch, I got to be real, just here, you know, R.I.P. Aaliyah. Uh, Drake talking bad chicks, paparazzi catching and leaving with certain women out of places and events, I guess. Um, I know niggas that would kill for this lifestyle. I'm looking forward to the memories right now. Um, we got Jeezy on the hook. I thought Jeezy, as much as I rock with Jeezy, by 2010, I was like, all right. Uh, I thought the verse was okay. Uh, talk to me about Unforgettable featuring Young Chief. You know, one of the things, so back, you know, Twitter just was popping off. And I remember being on Twitter when this album came out. And, man, they made such a big.
They what? Let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, I was going to call back in. Wait for Watts to come back in. Yeah, we're talking. It's Drizzy Drake. Album here, Unforgettable. I want to see where Watts is going to go with his comments about um, the Unforgettable. Because I wasn't on Twitter the time Watts is talking about. I didn't jump on Twitter to probably. I know Watts was on Twitter way before I was. You know what I mean? Uh, let me see. I'm calling. Uh, See, get back up. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's see. Yeah, I wasn't on Twitter at the time when he's talking about. Uh, I see something. Hold on. Come back in, though. but yeah, we got Unforgettable with the Leah Sample. I'm not. I wasn't the biggest fan of 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 this of that particular song. It's not my song. I kind of want to talk to Watson about the best song in this project. Oh, get my brother right back in there. Let's get back get back and pop it. Watts, yo, yo, you good, brother? Talk to yo. You, 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 the last thing you were saying that the last thing you said, Watts, is you said you was on Twitter when this album came out and people were making a big deal of this song or this album, sir? Yeah, a big deal of the sample. What I was saying was okay. like, hip-hop always used to do that. I mean, one of Eric Summer's biggest songs is just like music when he sampled the voice. voice. They just song. made, it just, it was, it was so much. They really made a big deal at Aaliyah that he sampled Aaliyah's uh, voice on him. Yes. Oh, this is a solid song. All right, break it up a little bit, Watts. Break it up a little bit. Um, track ten, um, Watts. One of my favorite songs on here, man. I gotta be real. Lights up, featuring Hove. Um, once again, man, for Drake to get a Hove track on here, that was big. You get Ti, Jeezy, you get Dream, you get Leah Sample. Got to get cleared. Um, Swizzy, um, Bun Beef verse of voice and everything, and now you got um, Hove on here. I gotta be real. I like Drake's verse a lot, man. They always telling me nobody's working as hard as you, and even though I laugh it off, man, it's probably true. Cause while my closest friends are partying, I'm just here making all the music that they could party to. I thought that was a dope line, man. Uh, the shit feel. The shit feels. Where when Fred Joe Starr was in Sunset starting hard in his yellow goose, you and I both did see that movie, Sunset Park. Um, jealous dudes get to talking in their music. And I just say, I wrote it for your girlfriend's Kelsey Grandma. I love that line. I always like that line, man. Um, I like Drake's verse a lot. I ain't gonna hold you, man. And then Ho's verse. I love Ho's verse a lot. Um, I'll turning their head like owls. I'm in the man of the hour. Triple Latars don't even ask me how. Carl Edison flow. I'm connected to a higher power. And Dr. Mystery with the money talk, the small money's on hold. Fuck what the dummies talk. And are we going to ignore that Hove was trying to give Drake game? When he said, Drake, here's how they're going to come at you with silly raps for you trying to distract you. The summer's hours, the winter's top, the top down in the winter. That's a winner's do. And to the niggas, I'm like Windows 7. 
Talking to me, watch, man. Um, lights up with Jehovah, man. It's amazing that when we hear the songs, we hear the same exact things. And I guess that's our age talking. You know, when yeah, Drake referenced Fred Joe Sauce in, in Sunset Park, in the by the way, let yeah. me tell you something. Let me tell you what Drake didn't tell you. Sunset Park is in Brooklyn. Y'all hear a lot of Brooklyn right. talk, and y'all hear Bad Style, Crown Heights, Brownsville, East New York, but y'all never hear mm-hmm. nobody talk about Sunset Park. But Sunset Park mm-hmm. is in Brooklyn. And guess what? There's yes. you know, Asian people there. You know what I'm saying? It's a different community. I used to go to Sunset Park pool in the 80s hard body, my nigga. Real talk. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that that that's that's Drake. Drake, I know you love our, our, our boroughs in Brooklyn, B. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to you for <laughs> calling that out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah, you know, New York fat to rock bubble gooses, man. Because, you know, New York, we got we to get cold in New York. Weather, yeah, man. We're not yeah. out there in the sunshine state and all that. In tropical weather. Anyway, um, this is a collabo with, this is a Drizzy Young V, Voice of the Young People collaboration to uh, one of a uh, 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 rapper who, like you said, I thought Jay-Z preached to Drake. I thought he was like, look, I'm going to get on the song with this dude because he's clearly, you know how Jay-Z said 50's coming? By this yeah. time, you know Jay Z didn't do interviews anymore. By the time he got to 2010, he just he couldn't he couldn't get Jay Z just was bigger than hip hop at this point. The way Steve Style likes it, you know. Um, but you could clearly see that he was like, you know what, I'm gonna do something with this dude, but I'm gonna preach to him and tell him what his success is gonna bring. And and I thought that's what Jay Z did. I thought it was a a creative, clever verse by 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 Jay Z because he basically said. This is what's gonna happen in your career, cause I can see you are the next to blow. Right. right. One of one of the better songs on this album, by the way. To me, yes. Listen, but it's my favorite but, song on the album. But, you know, it is. But you 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 yeah. do know that um, this song, this song wasn't a single. No, it wasn't. No. Yeah. Uh, just well, it, 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 I don't care. Single. No, 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 I know that. Yeah, yeah. Like, he never released this commercial. Like, go shoot video for this. That's what I'm saying. Right, right. I wish they, which I wish they, they should have. I think Drake and Hov, they should have done that. Right, and now, now looking back at it, I say now, obviously, back in 2010, it would have been a good look for them to drop, drop a visual for this particular song. Um, next song, watch, Find Your Love, produced by Kanye West. Um. This was a big song too, man. Another big song for Drake, commercial wise. Um, this was supposed to have like a reggae type of vibe to this, man. But you know, he did a video in Jamaica, had Movado in the video and everything like that. Um, listen, man, leave that to Karis One and, and Busta Rhymes and them when they go into the Caribbean bag and everything. I don't and White Clef. I, I didn't like that. I know Drake liked to, you know, he lives, he lives in Toronto. A lot of West Indians. Live in Toronto, I get it. A lot of Jamaicans. Yeah, so tell me, tell me. You got, you got, you listen, you got to accept it. That's like saying if you live in Crown okay, Heights, right, fair enough, fair enough. that you can't right, be influenced by, you know, right. Eastern Park when you live in Crown Heights, my man. He's from Toronto, man. Toronto has a big <laughs> being culture, man. So yeah, I'm going to say job, he's been true to the game. Yeah. All right. If, all right, the man, um, the man, 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 the man
like you said, this was a big, big, big song. Let me tell you what stands out to me. When I hear this song, I don't even think about Drake. I think about Royce the Five Nine. Royce the Five Nine embodied mm. mm. freestyle. Mm. Royce the Five Nine sang mm. and then rapped on this. And I played that freestyle nonstop. Now, let me talk about it from Drake's standpoint. Drake is harmonizing. Drake is singing. This is radio-friendly. It is a crossover super hit. That's what it is. This is who Drake is. I think this song captures who Drake is more than any song on this album. How about that? This is the, this is the Drake. This is the Drake that Maul says has a bigger impact on music than Rakim. Because here it is. This is the super hit. This is a big hit from Drake. Harmonizing, singing, radio friendly. Everybody yeah. likes it. It's crossed over. This is this is who Drake is. Now, if this is how you judge having a bigger impact on music than pioneers and legendary moments in hip hop, I will say this is what this song is. Uh, last song, Watts. Thank me now. Um. Listen, man, I, to hear him well, not harmonize so much by, on the track. Huh? Who produced it? Did Kanye produce this song? Who? Timberland. Oh, Timbo produced this track, part himself. Okay, this beat is not that bad, though. Um, This song is like, though. Why Tim just rapping, though, man, talking about his life and everything, man. You know what I mean? Talking about him surpassing people and getting into the game and, and trying to... Like, I, I like this song, man. You know what I mean? Um, talk to me. What do you think about this song, man? When, when you say you like this song, is it one of your favorite songs on the album? No, it's not one of my favorites. I just like him rapping, though. I like to hear him rap sometimes. When, listen, when the boy's rapping sometimes, I'm not going to say he's the most lyrical dude in the world. He's just very clever with his punches and clever with his, with his, with his clever bars he says here and there. You know what I'm saying? So when he's rapping and he's talking about OVO and, you know. How would you compare I mean, the rapping ability on this album to rapping and Big Sean's rapping during this era? You talking about Drake and Big Sean? Yes. Um, I, I would think the culture, and I can only speak for the culture, um, I think at the time the conversation was Big Sean Drizzy, Coles outside, Kendrick on Emerge. You know what I'm saying? So it's like those guys, I, I, listen, I do know people, a lot of people did like Big Sean around this time, though, man. I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't the biggest Drake fan around this era. I wasn't the biggest Big Sean kind of guy. I know you probably rocked with Sean a little bit more than I did, so you can probably give me a little bit insight on that. I was more Cole and Kendrick than Sean and Drake. You know what I mean? How would you compare his rapping ability to Fonto, brother? Fonte? I, I think that's his, I yes. think that's a guy he looked up to very much. Very much. And Drake knows that. He looked up to, Everybody knows that. If you listen to Drake, you know his Fonte influence and everything, though. But um, lyrically, I never think Drake was lyrically better than Fonte at all. It's just that Drake knows how to go in the studio and make those songs that the, 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 the young people are going to gravitate to. More than Fonte, he's into more more bars and lyrics and everything. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, man. Did you like this song? Or no, was was it a song that 
You made your playlist, your Drizzy playlist. No, this is not a Drizzy playlist. Um, I got this as a three and a half. I'm leaning. I'm going heavy three and a half. I'm going light four. I'm going heavy. I'm going three and a half watts. Um, is it the most? Is it the debut album of a Snoop Dogg? Nazomatic Hove, Jeezy's first album type vibe for me. No, I can't say that. Um, him getting big features, I can't just sweep that under the rug. I also can't sweep under the rug that the man was harmonizing and doing his own hooks on a lot of joints. Um, if I go on production bag watch, is this Capone or Yeager's type of vibe with the instruments? instruments? No, not to me. I don't think the beats on here was that crazy to me. That's why I can't deem this as a four and a half, five mic album. You know, I'm going definitely three and a half, leaning towards four. I'm on that type of vibe watch. Don't, and it's not me hating on Drake. I and I can't wait when when you and I do another Drake album that I think is better than his first album. Um, I don't have this as a classic album, but. I cannot dispute the fact they had a lot of commercial successful songs that was in heavy rotation, that was in the clubs, and the people gravitated to. So maybe to them, that's why they deem it as a classic. I just don't watch. To me personally, it's popular. Breaking up, bro. Three and a half mics. Yo. You got three and a half mics? Yeah, you can. Yeah. You can. Where we at? Where you have it? I say, sir, you got three and a half mics, what? Three and a half mics. Uh, I think it's a playlist album. I think it's a playlist out because here's like you, 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 you kept perfectly. The anticipation for Doggy Style delivered. The anticipation for Get Rich or Die Trying delivered. Even the anticipation for the documentary by Game yeah. delivered. Yes. Point. This album for the anticipation for me, now I'm only speaking for me personally, it did not deliver on what I would say is a certified classic. Try to be different. Musically, okay. uh, I think Drake wants to be seen as an all-around artist. He did a lot of singing, a lot of harmonizing. And that's why it's weird to judge. So it's even, this is like, you want this to be hybrid miseducation of Lauren. But she did more singing. You tried to do mm-hmm. both at the same time. You got to sing on every song and rap on every song. Basically the best of all. Um, this is a pop, a classic debut. Is Boogie Style? It's Get Rich Die Trying. This is not that for me personally. Um, Correct. But was this successful? Did this song play yes. everywhere? If the, now, if that's yes. the metric on which you consider a pop classic, that well, everybody played it. Or the radio, if that's if that's what makes hip hop classic, then it's classic to this generation. To me, it's not a classic. Well, well, hold on. 
stay right there. The, the metric side aspect of it, of what you just spoke about, do you think people are graded on the aspect of what you just said, and that's why they deemed it as a classic, per se, to what we think yes. about it? Radio play, video play, it was everywhere. Could not escape listening to Drake. And, and listen, we say that about style, we say that about giving a child. It was everywhere. It was on the it was like that. Mm. Right. People, but saying for me personally, it ain't that. All right. That's what it is, man. Our Drake, our first Drake. Even though, no, we have done Drake. We did Scorpion before, and I had did more life when it first dropped on the old channel back in 2016, 17, whenever I dropped. Uh, so that's what it is, man. All right, watch. Um, a little hip-hop talk real quick, man. Um, obviously, we have Rowdy Rebel, a guy that you and I talked about respectfully, Rowdy. You and me and Watson were saying, we, watch, we said we're going to watch your moves and what you're doing since you've been out of the penitentiary facility to see what would you do musically, to see if you are ready to stomp with the big dogs in the New York City drill music. Pardon me. Brook, shout, shout out to my borough right quick. Watch that right now. Wait, both of us are from where he lives out there, obviously. Um, Brooklyn, man, you're looking good out here, man. I, I'm proud of Brooklyn right now. I got to say that off the jump. I'm very proud of Brooklyn especially because, hey, man, CJ, man, I see you out there with the whoopty joint. Shout out to you from Staten Island and everything like that. Little TJ from the Bronx. But Brooklyn right now, man, I don't know what Queens is doing, Long Island, what y'all do with the young boys, but I, from what I'm seeing, BK, the home of Biggie and, I mean, Hoven, um, Hoven Big, is shining right now, man. You know what I mean? Um, and obviously, Rowdy Rebel, Watson and I, we're going to pay attention to see if you are going to drop heat music and music that the young boys will gravitate to, and even music, us OGs and older guys, older guards, would be like, okay, we see Roddy I am making a move. Um, let's go ahead, watch. What do you take on Roddy's first joint out the gate here with Funkmaster Flex? And what do you think about Funkmaster Flex also? Two-part question. Um, rubbing shoulders and giving the young boys light because a lot of times Gilly and Wallow like to say that if you're an OG and you're not supporting the young boys, get the F out of here. Talk to me. I like I like Roddy Rebel's uh, first song because I didn't know where he was going to go, and he immediately jumped right into the sound of modern uh, New York City hip hop, just drill sound, which is Brooklyn drill. New York City hip hop is Brooklyn drill. Roddy Rebel is from Brooklyn, and I was happy to see that Flex is embracing the youth. Them it means something to me. Bronx Flex is acknowledging and connecting with the Brooklyn youth and the Brooklyn sound. Uh, so I like it. I was happy to see them doing the Brooklyn kickstep, that dance we do. You know, he was in the video with his brother. You know, Flex is in there, dying his bed. You 50, you dying your bed. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect because that's what dudes do. But uh, I liked the Roddy Rebel uh, song. I actually liked it. I liked and I want to hear how he keeps this going. Um. And I like the fact you said keep it going, though, man. Um, 
So what happens now after this song? This song bubbles. Let's see what it does. Are we going to compare it to the Favi song that Flex has a Favio? Are we doing that? Are we looking for Favio? And I, know, I'm, I saw Flex and Rowdy Rebel on Instagram this week, and um, Rowdy was talking about him having a song with Favio. And I also like the fact, shout out to you, Rowdy, the fact that you said that you're not here to try to beef with other Brooklyn rappers. You're trying to unify and unite with dudes in Brooklyn. First of all, Watson, what do you think about him saying that? That the fact that, yo, I'm not coming home beef with fellow Brooklyn Knights. I'm here to jump in the lab and do drinks together. And is that possible? And oh, is he is he bullshit in the sense of is that possible, especially when everybody in New York got their own sets, own blocks, own crews and stuff like that? Yo. 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 My bad, watch. You heard me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now I was saying about Roddy Rebel, what do you feel about him coming home and embracing the fact that, yo, I want to unite Brooklyn and not to play divide and conquer with rappers and also can we really jack that in sense of a lot of the young guys in New York City, let's be clear, watch, they all got their own crews, own sets, own blocks, own this, that, and the third. What, what do you think about that? He can't do it. He, Brooklyn. Brooklyn is too divided. I mean, these people are killing each other, man. And they're not going to love each other. These got these dudes smoke packs on the on the of each of, of people. You know, pop smoke pack when you still got dudes writing in their raps dissing them. You know what I'm saying? So this yeah. is this yeah. on in Brooklyn. I just like the fact that these talk and peaceful talk you like and you don't want to go back in. So he's like, you know what, I wanna come home and make fun. Music, I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? So I like that mindset he has. He can do it. Mm. Are you surprised other boroughs aren't really popping off, like Queens and the Bronx or like that, and, and you know what I mean, Long Island and more other than this, Harlem, like more other, than other dudes? Those are cycles, you know what I'm saying? You know how the boroughs are. You know, it's in cycles. One minute Harlem can have sound. You know what I'm saying? Bronx could be could have it. You know, Brooklyn got popular with the Joe sound, so you know. It, 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 yeah, yeah, but man. I thought it would be running rampant. Yeah, but I thought it'd be running rampant from borough to borough in the sense of yo, especially is, Harlem. We're, we're talking about dancing and all that, and you know, it's running rampant. Everybody in New York is doing the Brooklyn drill style of hip hop. If you see all the young boys who are rapping, whatever borough they're from, they're doing the Brooklyn drill sound. So they're out here. The young boys is out here. Just, you know, the popular competitors. Shout out to Chef G, Sleepy Hollow, Envy Kane, Coach the Ghost. You know what I mean? Um, what's the other young brother? I forgot his name. There's one young brother I've seen. Um, shout out to Mel's TV. He had him as number one Brooklyn drill rapper. I forgot his name, man. Part himself. But um, he sounded too much like... Um, like Pop Smoke, though. I forgot his name, man. Ah, part of self, man. 
My bad. I forgot about his name, man. Yagbot Dance. Ah, I forgot his name. I wish I remember his name, man. But it is what it is, man. Um, Watts, recently this morning, um, our guy, RJ Payne, tweeted out, um, are y'all ready to see I am spe- I, RJ Payne, I am special take this year. Year of the pain. Would you, would you be excited to see Spesh and RJ Payne link up and do music together? I would be ecstatic. I would be so happy. I would be so happy. That would mean more to me than than um, a new Kendrick album. Jesus Christ. Why do you got to go there, man? Why do you got to go to Kendrick? I'm trying to explain to you. I'm trying to explain that would mean to you. So, you know, that must mean a lot for the anticipation for Kendrick's album is basically at a fever pitch. So I'm trying to explain. Arch, the album means everything. It means the world. It happens. It's the highest level of meaning. That's what I'm trying to do with you. I don't know, man. Um, I'm going to go ahead with a conversation that I've seen on people on Twitter asking me, asking us most basically to talk about, man. And I've seen it, man. And I'm not going to duck the smoke or duck the conversation, even though I'm not jacking um, this conversation. People are trying to say there's dissension in a certain group, this, that, and the third, and three uh, letter man and Watson, what do you think about this? And what do you think about this person not following this person on Instagram? And how can you do that if you're cruel? And why wasn't this person on a soundtrack mixtape? And um, the other person, you know, is is are people trying to play divide and conquer with Griselda Watts? Because you and I spoke about this off air, and we even said it ourselves. Like, come on, son, Westside Gun and and Conway are brothers, man, and Benny is 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 family. When they talk about machine and everything like that, is a machine um. Machine Gun, isn't that Benny's brother? And Conway always talks highly of him. What do you think about the divide or people are saying that there's dissension in the Griselda camp? I'm not going to duck this conversation anymore. I see people talking about it. I blame Conway. Okay. I blame Conway. Conway feeds into it. So either Conway is being silly, he's trolling, or he got something, or, or what's going on? You know? I look under the IG comments. Yo, Conway, uh, what's going on, man? I heard you left because you response. So how am I supposed to interpret it? Then I the gridlock, the gridlock soundtrack. The conflicted, the, the conflicted soundtrack, right? Yeah, the conflicted Conway, I don't. So then people are like, why is that on the soundtrack? So. It leads to questions. Everybody's asking Conway. All the comments like, oh, we good. there's nothing there, family. Stuff, ominous, cryptic stuff that that feeds people to be like, what's going on? You know, what do you mean I didn't leave them, they left me? What does that even mean? So to me, right. keeping it alive, man. Just not just nipping this in the bud, man. Like, come on, man. This is, knock it off, man. All you got to do is like, yo, knock it off, man. One IG live, knock it off, man. It's family, man. Ain't nothing happening. Knock it off. Don't keep, by you playing these games, everybody's like, oh, can't we just troll? He just troll. He just troll. A lot of people don't know that. 
So Wait. I don't know what's going on. I don't, and I agree with everything you just said, Watts. I, I, I piggyback on all your sentiments, man. I totally agree with everything you just said, man. My thing is this, man. I, I, I do. We're crew, and nigga asked me, "Yo, what's up with Watson?" I'm like, "Oh, I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't." Like you said, man, Conway could have put a stop to that kind of conversation. I don't even think you should have that type of conversation. I don't even think you should be trolling on that type of conversation. You know what I mean? Because now what happens is you force fans to be like, oh, and I've seen fans doing this already, Watts, on Conway's um, Instagram post and when he was on Instagram live saying, oh, you know, you was really the forefather of Griselda. You was really the one that set it off and da, da, da. And I'm like, that's what you open up those kind of conversations to, Conway, in my opinion, when you don't nip it in the bud and and, and buck 50, those com- those type of conversations, Watts. When you leave people lingering and thinking about, okay, well, now we're going to make comments about Benny and say something foul about Benny. See, me, you leave the door open foul of people to say, oh, he ain't never thought he was that nice or we ain't never, you know what I'm saying? You open those kind of conversations, which I don't think you should, those kind of conversations should be happening. I don't know if you feel me on that, but I can't wait doing that. I agree, man. Like I'm saying, this, this is a conversation that shouldn't even be going on. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. If this, right. You say with this smoke, this fire, right? But you, you, right. you keeping this alive. No one's nipping it in the bud. That's the issue. If no, if no one, if there's no united front, uh, listen, it was big. Me, you even said it. Why is Conway not on the soundtrack? Did we not say that? Yes, we did say that. We did say that. We, and, I, I and brought that was, out to you. I asked that. Like, I want to know why. Why were you not on that soundtrack? He, he said on Instagram, wait, watch, he said on Instagram live, because I, I saw him on the gram last week. He was saying, or a week before last, pardon me, um, he was saying that um, I guess the, they, had a, they had a deadline, I guess. I'm paraphrasing right now. He did speak about it, though. That um, there was a deadline, I guess, to bring it in. I guess you know, he said we're all busy and everything like that, and and stuff like come that. On, so man, come, on, come on, come on, come on, man, come on. Really? Hot six eight. What the fuck is that? Hmm? Hot six. Email. I want to hear you. Watch, please. Don't, you break it up. I want people to hear you. Say it again. There's a real conversation to have. Say one more time. A hot sixteen can be emailed. A hot, oh, okay, so we're going to right, email, email bag. Okay, okay. I'm just okay. saying, like you know, when you hear that, it just sounds like an excuse. It does. Let's be real, man. Like now, all of a sudden, you you can't you can't get a verse to gun. Like does that even make sense? Let me let me ask you, watch. Let me ask you this: Do people feel because Niggas are in the same camp that they got to run together all the time or they got to do music together all the time or they got to be on the gram together all the time or we got to see them on Instagram live. We got to see them do more joints together. Um, We need to see them doing mixtapes more together. Is that why people are trying to now put this puzzle together? Is there discrepancy in the Griselda camp? You know what I mean? I just hate the fact that they like going on social media and social media is always going to bring out the worst in people because they're going to ask you uncomfortable questions and 
the fact that he's actually answering the questions in IG is really making this, you know, it's keeping this alive. <laughs> it's just that simple, man. Or is it trolling, though? Or is it trolling? Or is it just to keep the Griselda name alive by the trolling aspect come of it? Come because up, we come do up, live come in a trolling. Come on. You do, do live in a trolling think, world, Watts. Let's come on, come on. Do you think that's what he needs to do to keep them alive? No, not at all. Not, I don't think that at all. Not me. Not for me. The nigga had so, number one so, album so, to me. You and I both had so you and I both had Conway's Forever the King album and our top three albums of the year. Let's be clear in twenty twenty. So I, I, so, I, I, so that's what that. I'm saying. I'm uh, no idea what's going on. And like I said, I think Conway can end this conversation in a heartbeat. Should Benny say something? If are people asking Benny about it? Um, I would, I would think asking. I mean, you, you, are you are niggas gonna go to just Conway only and not go to Benny and not go to Gun? They're not gonna do that. Well, it looks like Benny I doing his so. own thing, Conway doing his own thing. But when Benny does his own thing, he's doing it with Gun. So people are are. But, are, are but this is why I say, watch. They should. They should kill this kind of conversation because now you open opening doors for people fans try to like divide and conquer between both parties and say oh oh I, I always thought Benny was nicer than Conway oh I always thought Conway was better than Benny and shit oh I thought Gunn always had better albums like, that opens up those kind of those doors you open up floodgates Pandora's box be guats in my opinion you don't feel that way I agree I, I agree with you and I think that I think they should nip this mm-hmm. in the bud to be honest I don't think this should be lingering yeah. Uh, I got a question to ask you. Or are fans just bugging the fuck out? And essentially, as fans, they're bugging the fuck out and trying to bring problems to a crew that that, that really spearheading hip-hop right now. Let me ask you a question. If, if the Death Squad album came out and there was no okay. Keith Murray on it, I love this kind of conversation. me and you be asking, where is Keith Murray? Would, how, yes, would we be asking, where is Keith Murray? Yes. Okay. They accrued. They did an album. What were Machine Guns do? They did a full right. album like that, man. So everybody has these guys connected. I went to a, I went to a Benny concert, and Conway and Westside Gun do their own set. I had no idea Conway was gonna be there. You know what I'm saying? When I did the, when I went to the plug So everybody looks at them as a crew. You know what I'm saying? So when you see one ain't in a lot of speeches or so was was Conway on yeah Conway was oh, on the soundtrack yeah man no he was on the soundtrack let me ask you a question here. let's have some real talk hip hop talk here man do you feel people or maybe let's be real when we first Got onto Griselda, it was Conway, Conway, Conway. And you and I have always said this for years, we've been saying this since doing the show together. It was Conway, Conway, Conway. I don't want to say Benny was passenger seat number two or in the back seat and Gunn was in the passenger seat with, with Conway, right? But when we go back to the classic freestyles on, on um, Sway in the Morning, Static Selector, when those. Right, Static Selector and Sway in the Morning also, when they would go up there 
even though Flex, I don't know what the hell you were thinking about. You acting funny style and them niggas. That's a whole different story. And let's be real. I feel me and watching. A lot of y'all niggas trying to steal me and watching Glory. I'm not going to let y'all get that. I'm sorry. I felt me and watching where the first niggas on Wax talked about getting those brothers over there to get why Flex was fucking with them, number one. And also, the fact when they went up there, me and you was like, yo, fam, is it us? Or like Flex was acting like he was disinterested when Benny and Conley was up there rapping. But okay, fine. Um, but now, the recognition that Benny has gotten, especially for this Hit Boy album, you and I spoke about this, that yo, the lane that Benny's going in now, the fact that he's getting recognition, getting Ross versus people are knowing he's, he's doing pictures with Ross on, on, in the, on the gram and in the wheelchair and everything like that on the gram. You know what I'm saying? Does, do people, did people see that now, okay, Conway, yeah, we would, you know, you were the first person that we, that we were clamoring for in a sense, right? But we also know Benny wasn't far behind and now Benny's at the table now in the sense of when you go and MC project for project, is 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 like yo, is Hulk Hogan an Ultimate Warrior in WrestleMania six? I really Conway reestablished himself with his last album. We both acknowledged okay. that we liked it better than Benny. We thought it was better than Benny's last album. Mm-hmm. And you know, at this Benny's so established and Conway's so established that that we way past established. They are both well established MCs. So I don't even think that book should even be done by, by the we're in twenty twenty one now. Right. Like that's been done. Like that was two thousand seventeen. You know what I'm saying? We in like they are established. Conway reestablished himself. Like I said, Conway has it in him to make his own version of Tanner Talk, a raw album, and I believe he could do it if he just, you know, get the right production and right people with him, because he damn sure can can spit it the best. When it comes to real grimy, bitty, raw hip hop, you know what I'm saying? So, like I said, man, they need to nip this in the butt, man, because this is corny. Just, oh, is he weak with Zelda? Is he not with them? Is he retirement? Is this one doing it? Like, I hate that kind of talk, man. Just put music me too, out. Me too, me too. You know what I'm saying? Me too. And let's be clear the only reason me and Watson are talking about this is because people were asking us to talk about this, but we, whatever, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We don't, at the end of the talk, so watch. At the end of the day, like you said, you rather them nip it in the bud, right? For you. Nip it in the bud if it's not true. You know, don't be in IG comments talking about, I ain't leave them, they left me. What does that mean? Like, what are you, are you right. trying to be funny? Like, how is that even trolling when you say that? Like, I don't even know how that's trolling because that sounds like something. It sounds like some real feeling. You know what I'm saying? So, right. you know. All right. Oh, this one I want to ask you. Um, G. Death had a song Talk called "Child of the Ghetto." What did you think about G. Death's okay. song "Child of the Ghetto"? <laughs> First of all, you know how I feel about G. Death. As long as all you guys put Black Rob as as one of the, I, I, I was a G. Death guy while you were you and my cousin were Black Rob guys. All right, I love "Child of the Ghetto." I love Cameron's version of "Child of the Ghetto." "Child of the Ghetto" is my favorite song on G. Death's first album. I, and, I, and let me be clear on this right quick, man. G. Depp's first album is very slapped on. For him to get a rock, he had more. G. Depp had a Rock Kim song and G. Rap together. For yo, my nigga, think about that. G. Depp had Rock Kim and G. Rap on a joint together, my nigga. That's not. You know what I would like. You know what I would like. D. Depp's from Harlem, right? Right. Yes. Right. And, and Marla's from Harlem, yes. right? 
I would love to ask Small. What do you say? Oh, from the Bronx? Okay, I would like to ask yeah. Small, why do you think G Depp wanted Rakim and Coochie Rap on his album? You think Jenny was thinking, yo, we got to get Rakim and, and G Rap to be on your album right. in 2000, in the 2000s? This was something right. he wanted. But that's another story. Yes. Uh, sidebar, you caught me off guard with the Cameron Child of the Ghetto, because I remember Cameron Child of the Ghetto. I, I love that joke. Until you put that up. But what you brought up yeah. was you highlighting how influential that song is. Now, mm-hmm. do you respect Dave oh, East God. doing <laughs> Child of the Ghetto over and shooting a video for it? Is that the ultimate homage? Yes. That's Harlem Love. That's Dave East is from Harlem, showing D-Dev Harlem Love. And this is why I say about see. I'm glad you were here. I mean, we can have this conversation. We have a real. I love this kind of conversation. Listen to me, man. We've always said Dave East is stuck in the middle, watts of where he gravitates to the young, young drill music, the flow and the cadence of the drill music. When and, 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 and Dave East, I gotta be honest with you, I don't. That's the Dave Dave East. When you're on Instagram playing music, bro, I don't be feeling it, man. I gotta be real with you, son. I do not be feeling the music. Like, when Conway's on Instagram playing music, son, I'll be bopping to it. Like, Conway played the Juvenile Health song with him and um, Flea Lord and Banks a minute ago before the album dropped. He was playing joints early. Davies, this is a good joint. I like when you're in this bag. I, I like the joint. The joint's not bad. I like when he's in this bag. Let me be real with you right now. Lloyd Banks and Ransom got my favorite two songs right now in 2020. That's on the Calm Zelda soundtrack. Those are my favorite two songs right now. I, Banks and Ransom are in heavy rotation. Heavy rotation. But the Why song is straight. East song not on heavy rotation? He could sample the beat, though. So the, the beat to me overtakes his bars. Let's be real, my niggas. Dave East is not the nigga that was spitting on Funkmaster Flex that you and I love. And you know what I'm saying? Let's be real, my nigga. We had, yes, I love Mama. Um, Mama made it. I listen to my favorite songs from last year or year before last. I think it was year before last. I want to say when they dropped that album it was the last year before last year, uh, tw- 2019. That's one of my favorite songs from Davies. Um, but dog, I don't be. It, it's it's smooth. It's smooth. Anybody that grabs that beat and raps off it, man, the beat's gonna make the lyrics sound so dope because the beat is so fire. The beat is so fire. It overtakes his bars. Do you think Davies is really killing it though? Yes, I do. Cause I thought Banks, I thought Banks and Ransom were killing their joints. The Pride Joint, Element of Surprise, it was my favorite two songs in 2020. 2021. But you like Davies though. 2021. 2021. Ooh, look at that. 2021, brother. Thank you for telling me. My bad. Part itself. So you rocking this? Is this in your rotation right now for 2021? The Davies joint. Davies Child of the Ghetto is. It's in rotation. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you you haven't you you haven't been able to say that in a couple of years though, right? Or you're gonna front like you like this and Benny so much. I did not like the <laughs> Benny Davies drink. Like like that was okay. I love, my nigga. I love the Benny Davies. <laughs> Shit was I son. I don't think that joint was crazy crazy like that. Be that is my opinion. I don't know, man. Like um. Another joint that recently dropped Watts um, a couple of days now is in rotation is the um, Fat Joe 
um, joint um, sample of Luther Vandross, and it seems that this is the new wave was that was not the new wave, but it's been really rampant right now, especially with Fat Joe. He's been known to do this. Uh, this is called Fat Joe, DJ Khaled, Amorphous, Sunshine, The Light. They dropped a video for it and everything like that with him and Diddy. You know, he's, like, he's on a yacht, toasting it up and everything like that. And I seen Joe Budden podcast open up the show like this, and Joe Budden acting like this joint is um, winter joint of the year right now, 2020, early joint of the year type joint. Um, I know people are talking about the Rihanna Kiss It Better sample, and they're going crazy over that. And Diddy so excited, talking about, you know, whatever, man. What's your take on this song, Wise? This is at best. Like, let's. You know what I'm saying? Somebody said. We said it again. You're sampling an artist in a classic song. So when you sample a classic, it's literally almost impossible to miss. But this is a nothing song to me, man. Super mid. Me too, man. Super mid. Like, it's like they seem they more happy to just be doing the, the classic song. Like, yes. they might as well just yes. play the original, right? Yes. The way they yes. was acting, you might as well the original mm-hmm. song and just rock out. Mm-hmm. Y'all acting like y'all listening to Big and Tume. That, they, that's how they acting. <laughs> they literally acting like, yo, this is juicy right here. They acting like this is, this is big over the Hosley brothers right here. No, that's not giving me that Big Papa juicy feel. I'm sorry, this doesn't. And I know once you hear Luther Vandross sample, it's just like, oh my God, I get it, man. When when they do the um, mint condition, pretty brown eyes, and somebody grabs that beat or Tony 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 um, song, and they grab the sample, and oh my God, they bring it back to seventies, eighties, nineties feel, the golden era joints and joint. They they sampling now, and that's what. Is that the way you're not going to save dudes now in hip-hop where they're just going to grab an ill song that we, the culture, know that was a very popular song and we're just going to yes, yes. loop it up? and I'll tell you why. Some other and I'll tell you why. In? Because 50 just did it with Keep Rising to the Top. 50 just did it. He did it for his new music. Yeah. He, he did He did Keep Rising to the Top. You saw that, right? Yeah, yeah. He did it. And, and you know what? And everybody likes that song. It's a feel-good song. You can't go wrong. And then 50s rapping over it. So to save rappers, they take a classic, undisputed, five-mic classic song, and then they rap over it. You already like the beat. You already like the song that, that is sampling. So come on. So yeah, I see what you're doing. To me, it's a cheat code. How about that? It's a cheat code when you do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but if you're Fat Joe, do you need a cheat code? If you're if you're an older rapper that's been in the '90s, do you do you need a, do you kind of low key need a cheat code though to still be relevant though? Don't you think to be relevant a little bit or try to stay relevant, you gotta you gotta endorse. Well, here's the thing. Here's the code, thing. To 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 the younger crowd, they don't know about these these songs. The young crowd wasn't born. The crowd you want to appeal to, did you them that want to hear right. yada 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 that Megan Thee Stallion stuff? Right. Did they, right. you want to appeal to right. that crowd? What, like, like who appeals, want to appeal to me and play old school? Yeah, because you damn sure appeal to 50. So if you approve you want in hip-hop, then, hey, man, play 70s, 80s old school stuff and just rap over Chico. They can rival them. Right. 
Oh, they gonna fake pump me with this song. Yeah, I'm not, it's not Fat Joe. It's not. I'm sorry, Fat Joe. I see people going crazy over this, and I'm like, fam, this is not talking to my soul, man. And then I go on Twitter and say I don't like it. All oh, three being a hater, I don't get it. You know, when I'm a hater, then when I, we 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 chalk everything that's from New York City, and we just talk, we can never win for losing. But I guess that's what it is, man. I I, I take it for what it is. I, just because it's Fat Joe. Who we just did a Fat Joe appreciation. Let's be clear. So no one's hating on Joey Crack, okay? Don Carter Gina, okay? Nobody's hating on Fat Joe. We just did a Fat Joe appreciation a month and a half ago, I think it was. Or two months ago, we did one, right? So let's be clear on that. We're just saying that we're, I'm not feeling this. This is not – I'm not putting this on Ransom and, and the Pride Joint and Lloyd Banks. This is not. That's not making my joint. Nah, not even Davey's song is better than this, in fact. There you go, Davies. I gave you a compliment. I like Davies' joint, his version of Child of the Ghetto, way more than his Fat Joe joint. But it's a Fat Joe does, though. You know what I mean? Him so and I Cool and Dre are more for I'm listening to. Hmm? I'm listening to right now, man. I'm listening to Interstate 38. I'm listening to 1995 okay. Special. And I'm damn okay. sure I'm listening to I'm listening to Shane's last album. And I'm okay. damn sure listening to the best rapper, bar for bar, everybody counts, ransom right now. I'm out okay. right now, spitting. Okay. Um, are we having, for ransom, who you had as your uh, top MC in 2020, and I had him at number two on my list, um, the Nicholas Craven ransom connection do we want more of that, or we do want, we want Ransom in 2021 to maybe gravitate to other producers and just not only stick to Nicholas Craven, or if it's, if it's broke, don't fix it? Let me ask you this. Did you want to hear Prodigy outside of Havoc? Or were you completely okay with the Havoc? I was good. Prodigy I was good with being Havoc. <laughs> okay. well, he was, he I am good with Nicholas Craven. I am good with Nicholas Craven and Ransom. I mean, this production, mm-hmm. the, the, Nicholas Craven's production with Ransom, who's always been a father like lyricist, it 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 re it brought people back. It reconnected people who act like they know who Ransom was. You know, all the people be like, oh, oh you for anything? Oh, you used to that with Fab? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you see more clue tapes? You know, all of a sudden now he yeah, he can always fab though. Oh, the, the, it's, it's a great look, man. I like I like the marriage of Nicholas Craven's beats with Ransom. But here's the thing with Ransom. He can still rap over other people's beats. Like, that's not going to stop him from rapping yes. over other people's beats. He's going to be rapping over Spesh beats. I like him with Spesh. So a Ransom, one, I want to hear it. Ransom, R.J. Payne, Spesh, R.J. Payne. Come on, man. I'm trust, man. I trust all day. <laughs> Now, let me ask you a question now about trust now. The ransom special connection, does that put a time out on the Benny the Butcher and 30 special stab and shot watch? We went 2019 without it. We went 2020, 2020 without it. We're in 2021. Do you feel and are you okay if you do not get a Benny and 30 special stab and shot? Part two. And let me say this real quick. With all due respect, Benny. 
All due respect. All due respect. But we 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 watch have a raw hip hop talk today, man. I gotta say, man, I was listening to Stabbing Shot a couple of days ago, man. Watch. Was special the MVP on that project, my nigga? This is what I'm gonna say. We need to review that and give people out to be back on this. That's yeah, a very reviewed album. Yeah. That, yeah. That's an album yeah. mean you need to review. Because we've talked about yes. that album a lot, but I don't think we actually did a, a, a deep dive review on it. And I think we, we need really to do it. it. And the reason why we need to do it is because Benny's very popular right now. And I'm telling you, I believe Benny in 2018 was spending some of his greatest verses. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that, though. I also would like to see um, Banks not just sit on his song and not bubble up and do more songs. Banks, I would like to you to drop a project this year. I got to be honest, I really want Banks. Um, another project I want us to review watch is a project you and I spoke when we first linked up in 2017, and you and I are both in agreement. And I've always spoken about this man on this show for years, and anytime I bring up his name, you co-sign him with me. I want Sire to drop some music this year, man. I want Sire the Prince to drop a project this year. I've been on that wave for the last couple of years. I want Sire to give us music, man. I really do. I mean, the fact you that he hasn't come out since 2017 and we still want to hear from him, that's a testament, man, to how yeah, how much he is. Yeah, I, no I believe Sundays, that Sahai is getting no lovely. Don't want Sundays to buy album watch. I agree with you. I, I, but let me tell you this, and, and I'll tell you this. The class of Kendrick, J. Cole, Big Sean, Drake, Sahai was my favorite MC out of that class. Because that's the I'm class Sahai that. was I'm not mad at that. I remember, by, that. I remember vividly getting his mixtape, Drake's song, like all of them. I remember because uh, Kanye signed him. There was something about Sahai. And I was like, man, this dude, this dude is nice. Like he's southern with his dot, with his with his uh accent and all that. I think he's fire. He's man. dead nice. I think he's fire. He's dead nice. I was a side fan, and and, and I'm gonna say this, and, and I don't care what nobody say. Kanye West did a played him when Kanye West saw two chains at Aha, and he jumped on the two chain wave. When you clearly had an ill dope MC in Saha, and you left him out to rot, I thought that was corny. I, I really was. It was corny. That Sahai dead yeah. nice, man. You should have. You should have put yeah. a Sahai project during the cruel summer era. I think it would have been dope. If, I would. I, I would, And it was just Pusha T. And um, what do you think about this Pusha T. And Freddie Gibbs project? People are talking about on social media yesterday. Like I, I guess they're they're working together. There's conversations was- now. Mm-hmm. Everybody, because because of the cult talk, because of the cult, I thought that was a social media creation. I don't mean to pop our collars, but I felt you and I pushed, no pun intended, the Benny the Butcher push. No, 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 we did push, we, we pushed that. that. <laughs> two things, two things. I'm never gonna let nobody get over us demanding that flex get some real spitters on that show. Facts, when them Gazelle the boys, are, no, let's let's be clear. Facts. Conway was spitting the worst, best freestyles in the game during that era. He has a five-mic super freestyle static selector. He has R.I.P. Prodigy. He had Prodigy standing there like, damn, this dude is dead nice. 
Yeah. Okay? Um, he did, though. And another thing we say, you had every Pusha T Benny conversation <laughs> about who's better with the drug talk. And you remember what I said. I said, yeah. nah, Pusha T got him. Pusha T got him. And then after I heard Tanner talk to me, I said, yo, man. I think I think Benny now. I told Benny, I told Benny, I said, "Yo, Benny, me and Watts already been on you and you and this nigga need to link up, man." I would really, I would say him, Jeezy, and Pusher. That's what I was pushing that him, Jeezy, and Pusher. But him and Pusher just that was just you know me. Oh, shout out to Benny also. He's dropping um plugs I met part two with Harry Fraud. I forgot the date. If there's a date out there, I guess I'll look on that. Let me tell you what. Let me tell you what I'm looking for. Plugs I met too. I want to know who he's gonna get, who he's gonna be his, his, the people he want to rap with. Plugs are met one he rapped with Black Thought, Jada Kiss, Pusha mm. T. I want to see who the MCs he uses for this one. Yeah, I hope it's Benny. Respect it. I know you you live in Atlanta, Griselda. Be you know they they be in Atlanta a lot, and Rick Ross live in Atlanta, and you be chilling with Ross. I ain't trying to hear you and Ross, man. Dude, I'm just going to keep it. I know y'all probably burn trees together. Ross is mad cool. Because Ross is like a mad cool nigga. Let me be real with you. Ross seems like a real cool nigga that I can vibe with. He's just a chill nigga. But just because, you know, Ross been giving men verses. Ross, you been giving niggas men verses last year. So I'm going to keep it tall, man. I'm gonna keep, and, and shame on me. And I'm going to say this again, man. I'll take full responsibility on this. If y'all didn't listen to Sky Zoo's projects last year, man, Sky Zoo had some projects last year that just came. And it always seems to be that way with Sky Zoo. He just has projects under the wing that no one talks about unless it's me and you really talk about it. Shout out to other people. Shout out to Madam um, on, um, on um, Twitter and everything because she'd be up to the game too and shit. I'll give Shorty her props and everything. But, yeah, man, I'm hoping for, for um, Sky Zoo to drop another project. I'm really interested in hearing him. Madam? Let me just say about Madam. Madam mm-hmm. is the most official, authentic, best voice on current hip hop today. Yes, she's on I top of it. Special did that. a video. That's he madam. saluted her. He said, "Yo, let me mm-hmm. give props to Madam. She be knowing what she saw. One hundred percent the super facts. And That's and madam. I love the fact that there's a sister out there who, not does she know hip hop." She talking. Mm-hmm. She putting me on. She be putting yeah, me man. on the stuff. You know what I'm saying? Official. I respect that. Official, man. I respect official, that, man. Son. So salute to Madam. Big, big shout Listen, out to her. Besides you, besides you, I respect her hip hop opinion. Not even because she's a female. I just respect her, her hip hop opinion. Period. Whether I agree or disagree, or anything, I just respect it. You get what I'm saying? Like I don't have yeah, to do no doubt. All the time, but I respect them. Shout out to the guy Dome Dome saying Dome on Twitter too. I don't always agree with his tweets, but I respect him. I respect him. You know what I mean? I respect son. We always gotta agree and everything. Like hip hop PSA hip hop being watching are not dudes that always gonna agree on shit, but the respect factor is there. I respect anything he says and how he feels about shit. But I, I do like the fact that special um they give a shout out though. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, man, I guess was, I, listen, what I met the man in Havoc. We, I, I hate the fact that, yo, that, that's not being talked about. It seemed like that came and went, Watts. We, we heard about it, and then Meth went on his I believe I believe he's done in his stash. I believe he's done in his stash, but the Method Man got Method Man. 
just pop with joint popped off a message crazy. <laughs> you know, everything changed. The schedule right, changed. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. So I, I, I think that I think, I think I, now, you know what? I think that's strictly scheduling. I'm giving I'm a I I know that's scheduling because I know Method Man is busy. And then Habit was, was like, was Oh, well I, I got some stuff man. to do. You know, have, oh, by the way, I said what I was listening to. Yeah, I'm still listening to In Memory of Project. In Memory of Prodigy, Havoc Sleeve Lord. That is still in heavy rotation. Absolutely. Havoc on the boards. Till you bump heads with the Havoc. Havoc. Ain't nothing soft but sweet. I left you off your feet. Yeah. (laughs) That guy. H-A-V-O, man. Yo, man, can you give Havoc his MC props? We definitely give him his production props. Can you to, give man, him his know, rapping props? Gets his MC props. Uh, Havoc would definitely get his MC props. I don't think Havoc gets enough props on. And, and listen, it's the funny thing about it is Prodigy always gives half his props on, on rhyming. Always. More than the beat. It's not like, listen to Prodigy. When, anytime Prodigy spoke about Havoc, he spoke more about the rhyming Havoc than more of the production Havoc. You know what I'm saying? I love Havoc, man. Havoc is definitely in my top five favorite producers of all time. That's not even a question about it. Yeah, I could say top four, to be honest, but I don't have it to five. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I love Jay. Let me not go. I'm not, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to leave that alone. I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to do that to, to this people. That's not. But, yeah, man. Um, who else? Well, I, I, would like, I would like to hear a game drop a project. I feel like we haven't talked about a game project in a couple of years. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I'm like I said, man. It's January of 2021. We do this every year. I'm very interested to see who's going to be leading the pack this year. No one so far has dropped a project that I'm like, huh? I don't think no one's dropped a project yet this year, have you? I mean, you know, Styles P. Anytime Styles drop an album, we're on it. So we know Styles probably going to drop a project this year. You know, um, Griselda, of course, Gibbs. Um, anybody particular you're looking forward to this year? That you want to see what they're doing and can't review it? Can't wait to review the album. Royce, Graf. I know you love Graf. Are you interested in the Graf project this year? One of the. Hmm? Yo. Uh, I don't know what's going on with his mic over there. She come back in, uh, but I'm looking forward to a grad project. Let me know what projects you guys are looking forward to um, this year. You know what I mean? What you guys are looking forward to this year? What projects you guys want to hear? I'm really looking forward to a side project, man. Uh, let me get Watts back in here. Hold on, let me get him back in. Watts, you. Yo, so let me yo this Yeah, a little bit you static a little bit. Say it again. Yo I'm listening to. There's an artist I'm listening to. Okay. His name is Huff Kingpin. He's been out for a while. But uh okay. he put out to me, he put out a fire album. Ransom is on it. Plug wait, wait, wait watch, watch. Plug his name. Plug his name plug plug his name again. Huss Kingpin, U.S. Kingpin. You know, okay. he's been around for a minute. He's not new. He is not new. West Coast has no exactly 
talking about. If you okay, mess with Planet Asia, okay. you know who I'm talking about. But I'm going to tell you okay. this, man. He just dropped an album that I really, really rock out to. He got Ransom on here. He got Vinny Paz on here. He got Big Twin on here. So you don't know what type of vibe he's on. You know what I'm saying? Um, He clearly has a New York City influence when you hear him rhyme. Because if you listen to this, you'll have no idea where he's from. There's no way you'd know where he was from. But he... Uh, um, Shush, O-R-T-I-H-U-S, Hus Kingpin, heavy rotation right mm-hmm. now. Like, heavy rotation. This dude is rap. You know he because he had a joint with Ransom and Willie the Kid, and that's a fire song. So that's something I'm on right now. And let me just say, Madam made me revisit this album after I watched her review, and then I went to listen to it, and I was like, wow. Yeah, listen, you know, we, we, we show love to the West Coast brothers also, man. Crooked Eye, of course. Uh, you, you rocked out. You loved Planet Asia Project last year. Heavy, you know I rock with Kendrick, Hard Body. I love J-Rock's album. Wait, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Why don't you bring Kendrick to the project in four years? Why wouldn't I bring Kendrick's name up, though? He hasn't dropped a project in four years. There's no music to talk about. There's yeah, no music to talk about. Are we doing old school appreciation? Am I going to do old school appreciation and go back? Let's be clear. Let's be clear. I'm still listening to Kendrick's projects. Are you kidding me? I still listen to um, Tom Okay, Butterfly. all right. That's what we're doing. All right. Still. Because so, what do you mean? Still, yeah. Yeah. putting nothing out. Dogs. I still listen to the Heart song. Still like the Heart song. I still listen to um, the joint with um, the joint. My nigga, he just had a five mic verse. On, on Buster's album, what are you talking about? Oh, come on, Mike Versa, my come opinion, on. Buster's album. You mean the old, you know, come on, nothing. The old Buster's album. You tried to part fake. Versa, Buster's album. That's not a five-mic What are you talking about? Dogs, he had a five-mic verse on Buster's album. A five-mic verse. Who had a five-mic verse? Hey, okay, my definition of five-mic verse is different from yours. My definition oh, God. of a five-mic <laughs> verse <laughs> is Jay-Z's hey, first verse on where I'm from. So... If that verse gave you that feel, then yeah, then we're talking about the same thing. I'm not saying if his verse on Buster Rhymes gave you the same feel as Jay Z's first verse on Where I'm From, then yes, it's my verse. No, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say it gave yeah, that no particular that. feel. I'm, I'm not I know gonna say that. that. Yeah, but that <laughs> is still K dot though. Listen, <laughs> promise me this year that you and I are gonna review our very first Kendrick album. I need that from you. What? Yo. I Yo. need us to review a Kendrick project this year. Yeah, we did. We did Damn. You want to revisit Damn again? No, 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 no. I want us to review. So let's revisit Section 80. I'm down. I'm down. Okay, so that's the one we do. Let's revisit Section 80. I'd rather do the Pimple Butterfly. That's the one I want to do. Let's do Section 80. Okay, and then later down the year we do we do um <laughs> yeah. <the> butterfly. Yes. <laughs> uh, we'll do section, section so eighty. Do section, okay. We're gonna do section eighty. Fine. I can't wait to do section eighty. I can't wait. We're gonna listen. We just did a Drake um breakdown. We're gonna do a Kendrick. We're gonna do albums that this year that y'all gonna be okay. Boom, twist the talk. A lot of albums this year we're gonna revisit. You know what I'm saying? Weren't you a big Kamikaze guy, Twister? 
No. No, you're a big twister guy, aren't you? You're the twister guy of the crew. So that's hmm? that's not a go-to twister album. Oh, what's your go-to twister album? Pardon me. Speed Not Mobsters. Where would you rank that in the mic system for yourself, sir? You Strong four and a half. Strong four and a half. Strong four and a half. Do you feel Twister gets talked about enough in the hip-hop circles? No. Yet every hip-hop rapper has the highest of most respect for him. The Buster Rhymes and Diddy respected by MCs, MCs respect Twister the same exact way. I agree with you, Watts. Why does it feel like the, the, the peers, and it happens a lot in hip-hop, though, even in basketball, I think, even in sports, I think, also, where the culture might not give an athlete they props or the culture might not give a hip-hop artist they props, but the, their peers hold them to high. Like, for instance, when Jay-Z says Tyler Quality line or Common Sense line, like, Hove, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, for us, that's big for hearing Hove saying that. We and I, you and I both know that. But why isn't that, why isn't he talked about enough in, in, in the circles or Twister, though? Why is that, though, in, in, when it comes to fans? Because, um, and I wonder what Chicago, Chicago fits to put Twister at. Because, well, Common, Common says, here's the I'll tell you what they put, Common, No ID, and Kanye West, Put him on Mount Rushmore as as one or one A, one A or one B. That's okay. how they look at him. I mean, I'm okay. talking about the, I'm talking about Kanye, No ID, and thing. I don't know how the younger dudes feel about him. I don't know how Lupe looks at him. She's, I don't know because Lupe said I wasn't listening to Chopper Quest. I was listening to UGK. Okay, so you listen to UGK? He was listening to Tongue Twister, but you know, all right, don't do that. Um, don't do what. I'm just talking say, about Chicago. Just I'm just talking about Chicago. I'm saying Twister is Twister don't get the Twister does not get the props he deserves, and he deserves all the props in hip hop. He's an all time great MC, all time great lyricist. He actually made it. He actually has platinum selling albums. He's been on platinum singles. He was on a No Way Out album. Like this, week, you know, you know how I be catching people. Every time I ask a girl, I'm like, Yo, you know, you Twister's on a No Way Out album. They act like they don't know what I'm talking about. I'm like, He's on this. This is the end with genuine. They be like, oh, <laughs> like that's how crazy it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Shout out Twister though. That's what it is, watch man. PSA hip hop man, take us home, my brother. PSA hip hop, the home. Oh, let's hear R.J. Barrett from Canada, nigga. What? Yeah, yeah. I gotta give myself R.J. Barrett's props, man. I, I was kind of, I did want John Morant. And I still love John Moran. I love John Moran. But RJ's balling. He's still, listen, RJ, all you got to do is work on that three-point shot, which I see you're doing because you're making them more than your last couple of games you're making them. So that tells me you've been working on them because I've been tweeting out when we lost five games in a row that you need to stop shooting threes, brother, for real. You did what I'm saying? Obviously, we didn't get Zion Williamson, right? But I, 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 would, I would say that, yo, RJ is, is is just as good as Zion stats-wise, and if not numbers-wise, I mean numbers-wise, obviously, analytics and all that, and impact-wise. Has Zion Williamson, what do they want Zion? What do they want Carl Malone making that comment the other day, Watts, about Zion, about, oh, you should be playing 40 minutes and everything at night, you're a young boy and everything. 
Or is he I an agree. old man saying that with a different culture? No, no, no. He wasn't old man. I, I agreed with him. My man, think about how you are. Dude, when you was 20 and 21, man, play full. I could, I play, full, I could play full court all day, and then I could go to work all day. Like, <laughs> you're young, man. Like, this whole, I got to manage you and, and, and be scared about you playing ball is just very strange. Like, if, if we treat you like this at 20, how are we going to treat you when you're 26? The twenty seven. Yeah. So yeah. it's weird to see young dudes now. No. So, so I, I actually agree with Carl Malone. But here's the thing I wanted to ask you: You said you love John Morant. Right now, who do you think is farther along in that game, Ice Trey or John Morant? Oh wow! Um, now I got to give you a two part answer to that, Watts. Um. Whose game I enjoy more? I'm, I'm just giving you. I, I like John Morant's game more. Whose game is more suited for this era of basketball? Um, Ice Trey. Steph Curry changed the game, man. When we look back in the record books, watch that. We're gonna talk about Steph Curry's how he changed the landscape of basketball, like how LeBron you know, changed I was the landscape to- of how people. Hold on, the way LeBron changed the landscape of how guys signed contracts. You and I are from the era of. Allen Houston getting 12 years, Kevin Garnett signing 10-year contracts, Glenn Robinson, all this, to now where LeBron came in. Hey, guys, no, 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 I don't want to sign a seven-year contract. Give me two years or three years, and we'll re-up again. The re-up game from this culture is, is, is tremendous. It's, it's powerful. That's, that's, that's LeBron James revolutionizing yeah. uh, as a player taking control of your career. And then let me tell you the thing about Steph Curry, what he about the game. So I was talking to one of the boys about it. One of my OGs, and he was like, "You remember that ever in basketball, where it would be the white boy who could shoot, and all the brothers were not really the jump shooters like that." Dude, everybody can shoot from outside. Every brother comes into this league and they're shooting threes like it's nothing. Like everybody could shoot. You know that that whole emphasis is more emphasis on your three point shot than there is in jump. Like, when you go to the park, you got to be three. And listen, and that's why, that's why Philly fans are irate with Ben Simmons. And they want him, they want to package him for Bradley Bill desperately. You think Doc wants to do that, though? You think Doc, you think Doc wants to break that up, though? Then be 100%. I know Doc. Then be Ben Simmons. Doc, Doc, Doc wants that so badly. Doc wants that so badly. He wants it to work. But he'll never say it. Nah, you don't think he wants it to work? If Doc Rivers... No, ben Simmons is averaging eight assists a game, though. To his credit, though, eight assists a game. Doc, to his credit. Deal? Doc Rivers realizes he's going to beat the Brooklyn Nets to get to the finals. Guess what? Let me just tell you this so everybody can know. Ben Simmons can't guard nobody on the Brooklyn Nets. So, so this defense that you say he got, he can't stop. He can play defense, watch. He can't stop. He can play play defense, so. He can play defense, so. Brooklyn Nets, he's going to go on his head every game. Who you going to guard, man? Come on, my son. You telling me you want to take Ben Simmons for Bradley Bill? Is that what you're telling me? No, I'm not saying that at all. I would take Bradley Bill in an heartbeat. That's a fact. I like that. So that's all. That's all I'm saying. I would take Bradley Beal. I would take Bradley Beal and Joel Embiid and run with that and don't even think twice about it. You dig what I'm saying? So then, why are but you saying I, Doc I, I, don't, I, don't want to do that? 
dog. I think and, and I think guys are gonna. They don't want to be the one to be the coach to be on a thirty thirty for thirty special when they were like, oh, Embiid and, and Ben Simmons. If we could have worked out and worked this out, and I don't think Philly wants to have that conversation. Watch. Dog, that you know what I'm saying? That, I don't that, think Brand they're not going to win with the two, man. They're not going to win. They're not going to win at all? Yo, my man, you can't put up Horace Grant numbers talking about, oh, you great. 12 points a game, Horace Grant, you see right. 16 points a game. All right. Like, my so, man, he's so, so let me ask you like, this. Let me ask you this, watch. I'm looking at Ben Simmons' numbers. Let me get your take on this. He's averaging 12, 8, and 8. Can I tell you something? That's horrible. That's horrible. The points points per game is tolerable. Not the 8 boards, 8 assists, though. Yo, man, that's not, that's nothing, man. Like, my man, you just, so what? Andrew Drummond is averaging more points, more rebounds. Andrew Drummond. If Ben Simmons had a jump shot with his game, my nigga, He'd be a top three player. You keep saying that, but he don't. You keep saying that. If Allen Robinson was 6'8 and not 6'1, he'd be better, right? Right? Like, you're saying something that's just not a reality. It's not a reality. That nigga can't shoot. He cannot shoot. What do you think Joel Embiid thinks about Ben Simmons? <laughs> he's just better than him. He knows he's better than him. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Guess what? He don't. Yo, he's not threatened by Ben Simmons. He don't feel no kind of way. Because he know Doc came there and was like, yo, you the man. We running it through you. Did Doc not do that? Yes, of course. Definitely. Definitely. Okay, definitely. see, boom. So, so Ben Simmons got – so so Jordan got no issue. Because Doc know what it is. What do you think about the Brooklyn Nets so far? Nine and eight with Colin Sexton having busting y'all ass the whole week, man. Colin Sexton. Uh, that's not true. That's not true. Last night, Kyrie dog walked Colin Sexton. Last night, Kyrie Irving dog walked Colin Sexton. He dog walked him. They lost the game, but Kyrie Irving body bagged him. With a loss, though. Let's not put out the loss, though. We're going to just. just, just yeah, they lost. Kyrie Irving body bagged them. Why are you losing games, though? Not y'all, you're going to say Warrior fan. Why is Brooklyn losing games? I'm not going to let you act like you're a Nets fan. Go ahead. I'm Brooklyn to the D.I.E. It's Brooklyn Nets no. in my veins. You're, you're going to say Memory lane, I'm Brooklyn Nets. My nigga. I'm Brooklyn Nets. As long as blood is blue on my show. veins. And yeah, like I told anybody else, I'm I'll see y'all in the playoffs. Get that I will see. Yo, check this out. I will see y'all in the playoffs. I will see any team in the playoffs. And I will take Damn. my chances with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden against anybody in the East. I will take my chances. And like I told everybody at work, I got money to lose. I got money to lose. I'm so confident. Make me feel my loss. Make me feel my loss to any of you Eastern Conference teams. I will put money next to dog walk in the Eastern Conference. The only way I'm going to shut up is if I lose money. We dog walk in the Eastern Conference because we got the three best players in the NBA on the same team. Y'all lost two in a row at number seven in the East right now. You know that, right? Just, I just want to throw it out there. So we might not make the playoffs. I better watch what I say because we might not make the playoffs. Lost two in a row 
lost two in a row since Kyrie being on the back on the team. Just want to throw that out there. Is that karma? What do you call? What do you, what do you um, credit that to? Is that Kyrie saying, "Yo, um, man, I'm going to get mine. I'm going to get mine, Katie and James Harden. I don't give a damn if you two niggas been balling since I've been back. Shit stops when I come back here. And like niggas been saying, I'm not falling back to none of you niggas. I don't, J- James Harden. You just got here last week, fam. You was fat boy. You just got here last week, fat boy. All right. The reason why KD came on his team and like Watson always likes to tell me that Kyrie is the big bro to KD. That KD came to Brooklyn because of Kyrie. Did you guys tell me that all the time, sir? Don't act like like Kate, like Kyrie was the one that spearheaded where everybody's gonna where he's he's the one decided. Hey, we're going to Brooklyn. We're not going to the Knicks. Don't you like to remind me that Kyrie was the one that orchestrated that? Yes. Okay. So just to let you know, Kyrie's not having it. James Harden, listen, James Harden is going to be the one that has to sacrifice the most. And I think he's conscious enough to know that. But he's still throwing nine assists. When you say, are you okay with with James Harden getting more assists than Kyrie? Are you okay with that? A hundred percent. He's all because he's always gotten okay. more assists than Kyrie. James Harden has led the NBA in assists before. He's always been a better passer. Like, like you're telling me too. He's always been a better passer. James Harden has led the NBA. I don't think he's a better before. passer. I don't think he's a better passer than Kyrie. He's a better passer than Kyrie. He's a better passer than Kyrie. The dude came on the net. The dude came on the net and got two triple doubles in his first two games, and then had eight assists last night. So come on, he's already averaging over ten assists game, man. It's not even a question. It's not even a question. I see. My nigga, I still don't see he's a better passer, though, bro. All right, you can. I, fine. He's a by far. What happened? I think he's a better passer. Oh god. So let me ask you, what do you, what do you think about the West, though? Any, any teams in the West they surprise you? It's interesting at all. Any team you're disappointed to in the Eastern Conference, Western Conference? Who, who are you disappointed? Well, I'm disappointed in Jamal Murray because I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in Jamal Murray. You thought that that playoff performance, he was going to be that person in the NBA, and he's just not. He's just not. He's just not. The joke is by far the best player on that team. By far. But I've always said that though. Wait, wait a minute. I'm the, I'm the one who's always saluted the joke on, on on this team with, with me and you. Well, I'm the joker guy of the squad, not you. I've always knew the Joker. What are you talking about? And what's your – yo, Jamal Murray's still dope, though, Watts. What are you talking about? He's not one of the best point guards in the, in the West? He's not top five no. point guard in the West? No, no. Yes, he is. Jamal Murray's top five point guard in the Western Conference, Watts. In the West, Cheesy. Jamal shit. Murray's not? Son, this ball is, is playing better than Jamal Murray this year. Fam, this ball is playing better than Jamal Murray. Fam, Jamal Murray's averaging 19-4. and four. Maybe the assists can go up a little bit. But he's still giving you 19-4. Yo, yo, tell me, tell me, tell me. Do you consider 19-4? I'm not going to say top. Is that a stat line that's a top point guard stat line to you? No, 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 no. I would say this, though. The Joker's averaging nine assists, and <laughs> Jamal Murray's averaging four. That is kind of like, huh. Uh, wait, wait, wait. That is kind of like, what? This was averaging four no, assists, 19 you. points. He's underachieving big time. Yo, my nigga, yo, my nigga, hold He's on. He's not playing for his ability, joke? man. Wait, wait, time out. Can we talk about the Joker's numbers right quick? 25, 11, it's, more it's than last year. That is crazy. But their record is, 
But listen, their record is not all that great, though. Let me just tell you this. Your Lakers are going to have to beat my Clippers. And I can't wait to no, see that. God, your Clippers not. Your I Clippers. can't wait to see that. Uh, they, y'all ain't going like to get a Euro step. Y'all I'm not going to get a I'm not big, Y'all going to see the Clippers this year. And boy, oh boy, I can't oh, yeah, wait to I, see I that. I that. I totally agree with that. And, I totally and guess what? That. And guess what? I'm going to hear a lot of LeBron's in this 18th year talk during that series. I guarantee you. I'm going to be real with you, man. I'm not too keen of the the Dennis Schroeder pickup. I thought that that Schroeder acquisition was going to pan out. It doesn't really pan out. And let me be real with you, man. You and I were big on Kuzma a little bit a couple of years ago when Lonzo Esco and them was over there. He, I think the Lakers got to think about trading him, son. Trading who? It's time to pack him up. Kuzma. His shoulder is not working out. His shoulder wants to score. And to me, I don't think shoulder's playing ball. I don't think he's playing ball. I think he's out there like, I'm out here to get mine. And I'm like, yo, what are you doing? Right. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about Shaq's comments about um, the, the Donovan Mitchell? That was the between Shaq and Donovan Mitchell. Really disappointed in Shaq because I don't know where Shaq was going with this, and I don't know who Shaq is. Shaq trying to be a Shaq Jocks, get on the Stephen A. Smith vibe <laughs> where I start infuriating players and making them upset. I really don't understand what you're doing. I'll say you ain't never gonna get better because you ain't stepping up. I'm like, dude, why are you down for the next dude? Going again? Yeah, I understand that. Sometime when John came into the league, I didn't. Had to get past Larry Bird, and then it was the Magic Johnson Lakers. Guess what? It took him eight years. Like, what are you doing here with Donovan? Dude, is a great young player, and he got time on the side. So I mean, Yo, and listen, so sh- shout out to Donovan Mitchell, though, Watts, because I didn't think he was going to stay in Utah. I told you that. Remember I told you that years ago, that I don't think when it's time to come up, he's leaving Utah? I was wrong. Like, what does that have to do with that? anything? But what does it have to do with, with Shaq's not standing up? I don't know what the Shaq was talking about, bro. I don't know. I don't know what Shaq. Donovan Mitchell is fire, man. He's fire. Um, I told me do you think Magic regrets taking Lonzo Esco over Donovan Mitchell? Yes. Of course. Of course. Definitely. It's real. Definitely. And then Getting I LeBron James and the Lakers winning a championship. Lamello. Hmm? Getting LeBron James and winning a championship and everybody forget made the world. Of course. And definitely uh, forget about that pick. Yes. Because forget that pick. actually won a championship and they're gonna be title contenders. But if they had never gotten LeBron and you're looking at Donovan Mitchell, Luka mm-hmm. Doncic, and DeAndre Fox <laughs> and then you Yo, oh my goodness. Let me let yes. me say this, man. A team that you and I are not talking about. Well, let me just throw this out here. I told you my sleeper team, the Atlanta Hawks. They're looking good right now, won three in a row. Um, Cleveland won three in a row, Watts. Um, a, a team that, listen, it's Indiana Pacers are number two in the East, man. What do you think about the Pacers being number two? They're tied for number two with the um, Milwaukee Bucks. Um, the Brooklyn Nets are number seven, and the Indiana Pacers are number two. That's crazy. But it's early though, but but I like that's a bonus. That's a bonus. 
That's a bonus Brogdon acquisition. And, and yo, man, we didn't talk about your boy Karis Levert, man. Him having a kidney problem, not playing this year, man. That's that's messed up, man. I was really, I never really, we never got our bars off on that though. I hate to hear that 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 brother going through that situation, man. I'm gonna tell you that uh, that that saddened me. Um, that really saddened me because I liked. Yeah, I, mean, man, I actually liked when life. he was with uh when he was with Brooklyn. I liked what he was doing. He, yeah, he showed me he's a real primetime NBA player. He led the last year. And I respected that. Yep. So me to too. hear him that that injury, I, that brother, a speed recovery, real real word. Thanks, 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 man. What's up with the Bucks, Watts? I was wrong about. It. I thought I liked the holiday pickup. I thought the holiday acquisition was dope. But is it, is it the? I don't. I don't know, bro. I don't. Know. Hmm. Lost two in a row. They're not. They're, I thought they'd be the number one team in the East, but Boston is better than them. We think about this Kemba. Are you still on Kemba Walker wave? Are you still on that Kemba Walker talk? I don't like Kemba. I'm a thousand percent on Kemba Walker wave. I'm a one thousand percent Kemba Walker wave. This thing on you where Kemba Walker's not good anymore is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. ridiculous. I am one thousand percent team Kemba Walker. Team Kemba Walker. He's not. I don't think. I think Kemba's years is passing. His best years are passing. It's not. The years are not passing for the acceleration. Of he's not at the table with Brown. Danny, he's not with the table. And, uh, the and table your man, Ice Trey, my nigga, he's not at the table with Luka Doncic, um, Ice Trey, Dame, and those niggas, man. He's just not, bro. Kyrie. Okay, not, I, I, I strongly. He's not. Kemba's not at the table. I disagree with you. I disagree with you. Like a Lama nigga, Rand, yo, my Murray. Quit. Like you quit to throw them. That's what Jamal Murray's better than Jamal Murray's better than Walker. Kemba Walker washed. You was to play get injured, and while they play through injury, you just washing them out. All right, that's where you at. That's fine. I ain't washing them out though, but he just he's not Luca. Are you? Are we, Nobody what are you, is. What do you think about the Mavs? A healthy Porzingis makes me dangerous. Dangerous. Shout out to my man Tim Hardaway Jr. Boy, that boy can ball. Knicks can ball with them. He's an NBA legitimate player. That's a fact. He's a Ooh. legitimate NBA player. Tim Hardaway Ooh. Jr. No, he's not. I mean, no, Junior. He's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's streaky number one. He's not Julius Randle. No matter. You can be streaky. Or you can be streaky in the NBA. But he does not mean you're not an NBA player. He's an NBA. He's a legitimate NBA player. Man, what do you think about your Bulls? Zach Levine, watch. Are you still on the Zach Levine? Man, game? Zach Levine. Let me just tell you, man. He's wasting time over there. Zach Levine. Zach Levine is the most effortless player in the NBA. The game is slow easy. down. Slow down. Slow down. The slow game. Down, let me tell you right now. The NBA down. game moves in slow motion when Zach Levine's on the court. It moves in slow motion. He is explosive. He's unstoppable. He can do it all. He just got a young team. That team is yo, but yo, I don't, I don't like this squad around him though, man. But Kobe White, you got to stop putting respect on my son. I Kobe don't White, like right? Kobe White, man. Why? Not I don't like know saying that. He's, and I'm watching him. He's balling. I don't like his game, man. I don't like it. 
You know this dude. You play ball. You know there was my nigga. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's averaging sixteen. Watson. He's averaging sixteen points, six assists, and five boards a game. I'm actually right. And 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 what's huh? Nothing great about that. My nigga, you you won't take those numbers from a second year player? Wait a minute. Are you are you barking right now? Zach, Zach Levine is averaging 27 points, five assists, and four points a game. That's Zach Levine. That's 27. Nice, though. I ain't going to hold you. He's averaging four points to LeBron James. Talk about it. He's, he's, he's much more younger than LeBron James. And he plays on the oh, squad. Oh, LeBron is 18th year. Oh, I was, I was waiting for that. Hold on. Wait a minute. 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 LeBron James, LeBron James, first of all, is a facilitator, number one. Number two, we have Anthony Davis, oh. who he's going to feed the ball to. So we're not doing that when Zach Levine is the first option and everything. Come on, we're not doing that. LeBron is 37, 30 years old. Come on. Don't do that. LeBron is 36 do that, years son. old. LeBron is 36 he's years old. old. LeBron is an old head right now in the league, man. Still balling. Still balling. You know what I mean? Still balling. And I got, yo, I got, I got to put respect on your man, um, Lamelo's name, man. I really like the way he's moving, man. I ain't gonna fall. Michael Jordan finally got a good one, I think. He fired. Um, Michael Jordan. Gordon Hayward is born. Michael Jordan picked Kimball Walker. Michael Jordan picked Kimball Walker, and Kimball Walker took him to the playoffs. Besides Kimball, besides Kimball, besides Kimball, because Michael Gilchrist and all the other Marvin Williams picks, nah, no. Was the white boy he picked? Um, Frank Kaminsky. No, Mike. Sorry, Archie Bunker. What on that? No. Sorry, Mike. Is Joel Embiid your front runner for MVP? Or? Um. Wow. If I had an MVP vote right now, who would I? Yeah, watch. Well, I might. I might. Is, is Joel Embiid? Is that who? Is that who? Wow. Is it MB right now? Is it safe to say it's Joe? I don't know. I don't, I don't feel comfortable saying that, but I feel like I'm not off saying that. I'm stuck in the middle. Michael Jackson, I'm stuck in the middle. Like, I'm stuck in the middle, man. If, if Denver had a better record, I would say Joker. Ah, uh, Joker, though. Joker's numbers are phenomenal, son. I'm glad you put respect on my son's name because I've been rocking with the Joker for the last four years on the show. That's my guy. That's my guy. What about Portland, man? What are we doing with Portland, man, with Dame and um, CJ, man? There's nothing we could do, man. It is just a, a helter-skelter team. You're going to have games where Dame goes off. There's no championship this year for them. Me and you both know that. We very sad that we know the not around Dame. You can't build around Dame and um, CJ, man. See, you see what you just said? said you can't build around Dame. But yet, you don't say that about Donovan Mitchell, and you don't say that about the Green. <laughs> you wanted them to leave. But yet, with Dane, it's around Dane. The other two guys, you want them to leave and walk it in. Yeah, because I don't like Utah's. Um, I'm not a Rudy Gobert fan. And what's the Australian nigga they got on that team? What's the Australian cat? Joe? Joe, whatever the name is, Joe, and what's his name? I forgot his name. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not into him either, man. 
No. No. I like Phoenix, though. You know, I'm a, I like Chris Paul, and I like Don, Dom, your boy Booker and shit. Hmm? And I think Christian Wood from the Rockets is the most improved player so far in the NBA. He's been balling. And are you ready to say it's over for Boogie? Because Boogie's not the same no more. Are you ready to say that? Are you ready to find? No, I'm not ready to say that. I'm, I'm not ready to say that. I know it's. I know it pays. Listen, I know it pays you to do this. But are you ready to tell um, Boogie to pack it up? Let's be real, man. Boogie's not going to be in the next three years, fam. He's going to be out of the NBA. Let's, let's call it what it is. Let's call it what it we'll is. Right? I believe no, that we, we know. All stuff. You know basketball. Why? We've seen this story numerous times throughout your years of watching NBA, man. Come on, man. We've seen this. Already, I believe man. Boogie came to his phone. <laughs> It's a raffle boogie watch, man. I'm sorry, son. I never gave up on boogie. I'm giving up on Tyreek Evans, and I never gave up on You never. <laughs> you never gave on Tyreek Evans. You Lance Stevenson. You Lance Stevenson. That's your guy, too. Yeah, we know, bro. We know. We know. Scrub also. All right, man. That's what it is, man. PSA Hip Hop, man. It's your boy, 3 and Watch, man. Big show today, man. I know the vibes already, man. Look with your boys, man. One.